Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. (coughs) 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 We're going to watch James' death in We're, we're a snuff podcast now. It's so spicy. It's all in my lungs. Welcome one and all to episode 21 of the IO panel. Nope. Is that a guess? Yeah. What episode is it? <laughs> 22. 22. Close. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> nope, that's the intro. That's... <laughs> With me, as always, keeping me straight on these numbers, we have my esteemed uh, friends and colleagues, uh, Evan. What's going on, Mr. Mr. Blevins? Dr. Neil Blevins, Dr. Esquire. Dr. Neil Blevins, Thank Esquire, you. in the house. Uh, not much. Sitting here drinking my green apple Gatorade. A green apple Gatorade today keeps the doctor away. There we go. That's what Disgusting. I like to say. There we go, doctor. You're just jealous. Dr. Blevins has uh, degrees in theology and uh, mysticism. Mysticism. That's right. Um, <laughs> Coney Island College. Coney. Yeah. <laughs> <No> whitefish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, what's going on, Michael? I hear you back there. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Very nice. Very nice. So we are back. Uh, we took a week, oh, 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 a self-induced accidental break last week. <laughs> um we did go to the Hope Conference, uh, Hackers on Planet Earth, hosted by 2600 in New York City. How, um, uh, besides that, we're going to talk about that. But how was that? Uh, besides that, uh, how was your guys' week? Um, did you have you get to relax when we got back? You have any any interesting stuff happen? No, uh, no interesting things happened for me. I've I finally started wearing my PF flyers, which I neglected to bring on our trip, but. Here they are. They look, you know, they look like trucks, but they got PF, and then I like them. Yeah, Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, um, Mr. Blevins is some kind of an odd shoe person now. Like he has a, room, yeah. a, room, a, a shoe room or something. <laughs> um, well, that's very nice, man. Uh, what about you, uh, uh, Michael? Well, as you know, I'm now another year older. Not necessarily wiser, but... Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, of course, we had the little bit of festivities with yourself and uh, a few others, which was nice. Yeah, spe- um, speaking of which, our uh, our fan was there. Uh, or I don't know if he's a fan, our listener. Yeah. Um, I think... Yes, our number one... I think I think it's fair to say he's our number one listener. Yeah, I think his phone can only download the IO panel for some reason, so he's kind of stuck listening to us. Um, We're his sole source of news. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know what goes on outside of uh, Mr. Blevins' uh, calming voice. So uh, he was completely lost last week without us. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't left his home in a week. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, our listener and Michael's coworker Ed. So uh, shout out to Ed. Thanks for coming out, Ed, and uh, thanks for listening to the show, man. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so let's just jump right in. So, what do you guys think of Hope, man? Uh, before let's let's actually 
let's talk to Michael first, because I know, Evan, you have not been to a Hope, so you kind of have the clean slate view. Uh, Michael, what did you think of this year's Hope? Um, I liked it, but not as much as in the past. Um, when I've gone before, there was... There were more talks that were a little more, I don't know if I, what the right word is, technical or or maybe technology-oriented. And, you know, the, see, even that's the wrong term, but I think you know what I'm, what I'm saying. Right. Um, Did you feel that the, uh, it, compared to, compared to past hopes, was this instance packed full of significantly more social justice warriors <laughs> than before? Uh, I don't know if more, but it was definitely, definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it seemed like there were more talks, not necessarily about that, but just not as technology related, I guess, you know? Like, which is fine, you know, I get it that a lot of topics, you know, not everything has to be about computers or the internet or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, but it is called Hackers on Planet Earth. Right. So, of course, that implies something, but I guess you don't have to hack a computer. You know, you can hack anything, right? So. Yeah, so I enjoyed the trip. Um, the conference, I didn't have many expectations. Um, yet I still managed to be incredibly let down. No, <laughs> it was okay. Uh, my main issue was with the word or how people there giving the presentations were using the word hack. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a problem with my definition, you know, thinking about, like, uh, you know, I hacked into this program or, or something like that. The first presentation I went to was called I Hacked for China. And it was a very loose definition. I told you guys, or I complained to you guys earlier. It To me, it seemed more like a guy who was describing his trip to China and creating a, a maker space for the oppressed LGBT community uh, in China or in Shanghai or Beijing. I forget where you went. So expanding on that, I think that a lot of the presenters used the word hack to mean customized to suit my needs, which is not incorrect, but I thought in, in the context of this conference was slightly misleading that's that's the uh and 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 i'm sorry to interrupt you evan but i think you hit the nail on the head there right that's like the new school definition of what hack hacking is hacking yeah. because we've been taught right now it's like oh hack your vegetable slicer to also slice fucking apple uh avocados or whatever you know i mean it's like so it's like we kind of like macgyver something together we hack it together you know and that's what the new school meaning of it is but in the context of this conference you didn't expect to see those things there you know, um, I know my first time I went there, it was more technical and there was like a mesh networking booths and, and there was a couple of those things there, but even most of the booths were like, we're selling this thing and we're looking for money for this thing and we're offering free software. We're trying to get, uh, raise awareness for free 
free software for a shitty Linux OS that no one cares about. And, um, I mean, it was a lot of that. Careful now. Careful now. Look, man. Okay. There's lots <laughs> of shitty Linux OSs yes. that nobody cares about. Exactly. Okay. I don't know. Do, if you it, mean a, do you mean a specific distribution or do you mean Linux o, Linux in general? I mean, I, they all use the kernel, Mike. I mean that, I mean that Libre, Libre, whatever. The thing that they weren't even, they didn't. Okay, look, here's the thing, right? If you're going to go to a con like that, okay, and I know I'm starting to, I'm like, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> He's like, look, look. If you're going to go, I feel like if you're going to go to a con, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we have stuff here. We have a little vendor booth area. You know, like the guys selling lockpicking shit. Like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? And the guys who are like begging for money for the tiny computer that's basically worth, basically like in the real world, probably not worth anything. Um, yeah, cool. You know, it has, a, they, they, well, we'll get into that later. But, you know, th- those guys I get. And the people selling books, even I get them, you know, but some of the books are way off base. But I get that, you know. But then you had, like, the guy selling the – he was, like, just giving information about a $1,000, you know, thing that t- that does what you could do if you just took the battery out of your phone and turned it off, you know? Um, yeah, it was like a, a box that you put your phone in so you can take it into secure areas and it won't gather or leak any information. It's like a little Faraday cage for your phone, yeah. but it costs $1,000 and it makes it three times as large. Yeah, and it's only for iPhones right now. And there's so many models of phones that it's just going to be cost prohibitive to, like, you're not going to buy a phone based on this thing, you know, for something you might use once a week if you're lucky. Um, because most places that have skiffs have lockers. And they're not going to say, oh, yeah, Jimmy, you've got that little skiff thing? Yeah, you can bring your phone in. I know you need it for no reason at all. Since it's going to be inside yeah. that thing, put it in the fucking locker, you tool. Like, that's the reality. So I, I don't, I mean, I get what he, he had his, you know, use cases. Um, they were all based around, rich high power people you know who wouldn't be at 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 uh hope you know so i think what happened there was somebody just begged him to come out to this thing and so he came out to it and he paid about two thousand dollars because they needed money so and he probably didn't he probably got there and he's like this is the wrong conference for this product you know um because there's no reason for him to be there it's just a weird product and it just didn't belong there um, but there's a lot of stuff like that there. And I was like, why are these people even here? Last time there was a guy who had his, his like D- DIY, um, uh, 3d printer. He was 3d printing stuff all weekend. And he was, he's like, Oh, here are all the parts and everything. That was cool, man. Um, there was like, uh, a hacker school there, um, that was giving out free classes. Remember Michael hacker Academy? Yeah. I was kind of hope, hoping to see them this time. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Even though I'd. Didn't couldn't really afford anything they have, but yeah, um, we we should have taken advantage of the classes they had before. We're idiots. Um, yeah, but, uh, but we um, got like we got the classes practically for free or something, or like a significant discount. You know, I don't remember what it was, like sixty percent off or something. Um, but that's okay. You know, maybe the time wasn't right for us to do that. But um, I mean, there just wasn't a, not a lot of that stuff that was aimed at the right event. And you know, the social justice warrior thing, man, so so on the money. It was like. It was not a it was less of a hacker conference and more of like this filthy stinky hippie thing where how we how we can use this f- computer technology to to make to grow green tomatoes you know a gathering of outcasts Yeah, that's what it was. It was a gathering of outcasts and less about hacking or anything like that. I haven't watched the Corio Doc, the Cory Doctory uh Cory Doctoro uh talk yet, which that the keynote really sets the tone for the whole thing. So I'm sure if I watch the keynote I'll be like, "Oh, um, and I didn't watch a social engineering talk, but, uh, 
so we'll see. I bought them, and I will watch them and have a report for you guys next week. But, you know, I don't know. I was I was let down. I'm glad I went because I love New York, and I love hanging out with my bros. I think we all had a great time, you know, harassing Michael um, <laughs> and eating strange things from street vendors, um, going to restaurants, being hot, you know. I yep. mean – sitting Sitting in uh, – you know, 95-degree rooftop bars. Yeah, basically. You know, waiting to pass out with horrible waitresses. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was new. Tell them about – tell us about the uh, the Irish restaurant that we went to, what we saw when we were leaving. Which one was that? What are you talking about? We went to two. Okay, the smaller one. We went to the one. bar one and then the one where we actually – well, you guys ate at both. Oh, the, the, like, three-by-three three toilet cubicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Three-by-three three is being generous, Michael. And, yeah. And it's, it's, it was probably, probably four-by-one-and-a-half. You know, like, it was long. It was like a rectangle. Like, a, like as wide as, it literally as wide as the toilet is. So, like, the walls were rubbing against the sides of the toilet. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you if anyone out there has like a 24 inch monitor if you look around the outer frame and think about the logistics of taking a shit within that space that's what you got yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> basically exactly so yeah that wasn't that wasn't fun uh the whole that whole bathroom was really nasty it was really just a telephone booth you know yeah it's like what fighter pilots talk about flying a fighting in in air is like a knife fight in a telephone booth like that's what that that bathroom <laughs> is like you know <laughs> exactly I get it you know so just time a time I enjoyed uh, walking around the vendor area seeing you know all those suckers buying the German mate garbage water drink oh please um, yeah. <laughs> club mate yeah the, the first time I saw that I'm like club mate I'm like, what is this club mate? Yeah, there was actually a talk <laughs> like, about that, and I was like, why is there a talk about this? They're like mate hacking. Like, how did this become so pivotal in this community that it's a thing? Now I realize why nobody goes to Hope, and why I shouldn't say nobody goes to Hope, but nobody. You never hear anybody talking about Hope. When I tell people I'm going to Hope, they're not like, oh shit, Hope. They're like, what's Hope? The people in my office, two of them are going to DefCon in my old office. Two of them are going to DefCon next week, okay? Or Black Hat or whichever one. They're going to. Two of them are going to that. And then one of them is going to the one in the next two weeks. So when I told them I was going to one, they're like, oh, cool, which one? And I was like, Hope. And they're like, what's Hope? You know, they had no clue. They never heard of it. <laughs> so it's because it's a different kind of person that goes to these things. And it kind of, honestly, I get it now. Like, I don't read 2600, but I'm sure if I do, I'd pr- if I did, I'd probably be depressed. You know, I'd probably be like, this is all about fucking, fucking mod- Club Mate and fucking old telephones. Like, the phone freaking days are over, guys. Get over it, you know? Um, this is not a history that we need to cling to. We're computer people. We need to fucking pivot and move forward. Um, I would not mind. Games. Yeah, I would not mind going to one of the other conferences just to see what, like you mentioned, DefCon or Black Hat. You know, next time. Yeah. Just to see. There's what one in like. DC in January that uh, we might see if we can get tickets to, called ShmooCon. Yeah. Do you know where it's held? It's at a hotel in D.C. somewhere. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know where exactly. But Well, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a guy at work, he's been once or twice. Or a guy that I used to work with, I should say. So I did like a lot of the you know the vendor area, as I said. But wh- So why are there like four tables for lockpicking shit? 
Um, Why is that so big? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Now, look, I like lock picking. I think it's cool as hell. You know, and I bought probably $130 worth of lock picks this weekend because I'm a maniac. But I don't know why there needs to be that many. I think the thing is they're having a, they're having a hard time finding people to come to these to come to these events. They had way more uh freaking freaking uh booths last time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. they had Club Mate, they had they had Club Mate, they had the books, they had the computer museum had brought like fucking like seven cray supercomputers down there. You know, and they, no, they did. Well, Jeez. they had one out there. Didn't they? Didn't they have one there? I don't recall any crays, but I could be mistaken. I think they had one cray there. And then they had a bunch of other old shit all laid out, you know, for you to look through, which was pretty... That I like looking at. That, that's that cool was shit. cool. That was cool. And I made a mental note. I was like, I want to go to that museum in New Jersey, and I totally forgot. Um, but that was cool. I mean, so there's a few things like that. And uh, they had the Mesh Networking guy. They had Hack DC was there. Um, they had uh, New York Mesh was there. And they were there again this year. They had a company who looked, who was looking to hire hackers for startups, not hackers, but they were looking. They were they hired specifically IT people for startups. Like that was a specific thing, and they were out of DC. Hmm. Um, and I got their business card, but I didn't see them there again this year. It was just like not a lot of most of the people there were just like you're like, why do you have a booth? You know, there was a guy there selling the 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 the, the what was he selling the new the, the Numo, the pneumogenics or whatever. You know, the brain nootropics, yeah. The nootropics yeah. guy, he was there. He had a talk, so he came down after his talk, opened up his golden briefcase and started selling stuff out of his briefcase in the corner. <laughs> Not sketchy whatsoever. Yeah, totally. And he looked like just like this filthy like, Greek salesman, like carpet salesman. Like, you know? Here, kid, take this white powder. Yeah, I mean, he had like, you know, this paisley shirt open to the chest, gold chain. He had sunglasses on his head 24 hours the whole time he was there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, take a look at this. And he opens one up. He's like, yeah, jingle, jingle. Just look at him jingling them nickels. You know what I mean? He's just like, it was very <laughs> sketchy. But um, I didn't see his talk. His talk was probably really good. A- another thing, I think I think a lot of the talks were misnamed. I think whoever named the talks was too busy looking to make catchy names. Yeah. And so the names didn't make you want to read on. You know, I was like, what? Okay, I don't care. And I realized I probably missed two or three good talks because they were named something stupid. They had this like fucking 15 word name that was all about a pun. And I was like, come on, dude. What? It just it's a tech talk. I want to fucking go like I want to learn about this. And you're like jacking around with this name trying to trying to make this joke out of it. And it's not funny. You know? Yeah, I did uh, enjoy that short talk we had at the Tesla booth. And if you still have the video on your phone, James, can we get that yeah. on YouTube or something? Sure, I do. I will. Very good. It was about uh, preserving Tesla's lab and buying the land around it. Um, they can't, and turn. I guess they're going to like turn it into a museum. For whatever reason, uh, the it escapes me. They can't rebuild his device. I guess because maybe the land underneath it is contaminated or something. Yeah, the people who bought it dumped there was a hole underneath for his grounding coils and uh when they took when they tore his box his his tower down and pulled all the grounding coils out they just left this big hole with a concrete octagon around it and the new company who bought the land just used that hole to dump toxic chemicals and they've it's leaking into the groundwater so they poured concrete in there but you're not allowed to build there in case you disrupt 
the seal they got going on down there. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Unfortunate. But we did all get a thousand Tesla dollars. That's right, we did. And uh, the guy there let us take some, like, three by fives that he printed out. I still like this one. I might scan it and see if I can print it on a t-shirt or something. Even though it's probably a copywritten image. Who knows? Yeah, but it's still cool. Yeah. But I like that. So we'll try to get the video up for you um, with the with this week's post. It's kind of funny for, how get the video up for Ed. Oh yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad how so many people don't know anything about Tesla coils. I was talking to some people at work this week, and they were like, nah, "I don't get it." They're like, "I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, Tesla electricity coils. from the air." I was like, "Yeah, but they're like, mm, I don't get it." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <"Okay." laughs> it's no. like, so where do you plug it into the wall? Like, like, there's no wall. It's it's through the air. Like, this is there. Eh. Yeah. I, I, yeah I all I know about it is I heard that, you know, I heard in, in passing or something at one point that Tesla wanted to beam power around the around the Earth yeah. wirelessly. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? entirely possible. That's like the plan. But other mm-hmm. than that, I have no I, I don't know anything else than that. I don't know how it's done. I don't know what it involves. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about it. So. It's not magic. It doesn't, you know, suck electricity out of the air. Although he had theorized about that, but I was never—he never made any uh, proof of concept or anything. But um, wireless, you know, transmission of electricity. We we basically saw it. So that's what the video is. We'll get it up there. Now okay. here's a question I want to know: Why hasn't anyone else tried to do this? Maybe they are James. You just don't know about it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you'd think in, oh, like, 120 years, somebody would have been like, oh, shit, this, there's sound science behind this. Maybe we can figure it out and do it in fucking the middle of nowhere in Africa. Bring me the Marconi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's because there are very few uh, altruistic people who are capable of funding something like that. Yeah, sure. Like, the science and the, you know, it, it's all there. Just like... You know, there are various quote-unquote proven cures for cancer, but there's no money in it. So no one, no one uh, is, er, you know, fuck, I can't speak. No one wants to disseminate that information because it would kill big pharma or, you know, parts of it. Right. Oh, where's Andrew when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Very good. Anything else you guys want to cover from our well, from our conference? Let me let me rant quickly about Club Monte. So yes. if you're not familiar with go. Club Monte, okay, Club Monte, whatever you want to call it, there was a talk on it there called Club Monte Hacking, uh, and it had this elaborate name. But basically, it was about how you can grow this garbage stuff in your house or something like that. Um, it's something. So first of all, what what is Club Monte? Monte is some kind of a fucking I don't know. It's a kind of plant. It tastes like prunes. It's disgusting. It's garbage water. Yeah, it's really, really disgusting. And it's ugly. It's br- this, It looks like sun tea. You know, it looks like just yellow <laughs> like piss. You know, it's a little darker than piss. Like, if you saw someone pissed at you, would be like, mm, you have problems, dude. Just, you're, not, you're not healthy. You know? Um, so it's from Germany? It's from Germany. It's the hacker community in Germany picked it up, and they were like, this stuff is great. Our strange and unusual German taste buds that love beer and soda together love this garbage shit. 
And the hacker community here, because they're all a flock of posers, when I say the hacker community here, I mean the social justice warriors that are part of the Hope Conference were like, shit, if they like it, yo, we like this shit too, B. So they started getting into it and selling it like hotcakes here. And I think this is a, a, a perfect case of sheepleness because people are buying this shit like it cannot be – like there's no end to it. They're like, yo, I got to get more of that. Give me a case, dude. As soon as I get there, I'm getting a case of Clemente, yo. I can't wait. You know, and I'm just like, it tastes like fucking rancid prune juice. I, I just don't understand why anybody would like it. You know, I don't get why so many, like, they keep selling out of it. Like, they couldn't keep cold ones in the, in their fucking case. It's crazy, man. Well, it's su- it's you know, supposed to be other, an energy drink. There are other flavors. I wish they would have uh, maybe the cola one. Maybe I'd actually like that one. Shit. Yeah, why do they just bring the shitty ones? Yeah. Yeah, they just have the original one, but apparently there's also a, a winter edition, an iced tea, uh, Krastoff, yeah. and a and a cola one. Michael, they're like, yeah, yeah, the Americans, give them ice flavor. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing over there. They're like, look at these assholes buying this shit. Send them to whatever, whatever excess stock they have mm-hmm. that no one drinks in Germany, that's what they send over here. It's like dumping dumping toxic chemicals. Just send it send it to these fuckers. Yeah, it's tasted. We'll drink it. It tastes the same as it did four years ago, <clears throat> and I couldn't get it then. Like I thought maybe it would taste like balls or something or surge, you know, mm-hmm. or Josta, but it's or even Red Bull, you know. But it just tastes like fucking. I don't know. It's like really weak. Awful tea. Let's say I'm reading, that's what it smelled I'm reading, like. I'm reading here. They're saying it's it has so it's relatively high in caffeine, but relatively low in sugar and low in calories. So maybe that's that's not enough. It needs to taste like something. It. But it's bare. It barely has more caffeine than coffee. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't drink coffee, so yeah. But you drink. Well, do you drink club mate? He's like, do you drink ass water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe if I was a moron, I'd drink that instead. You, you know? pay $4 a bottle for ass water? Mm-hmm. Let's say this. If you want to get the taste of what <laughs> the Clemente that we had tastes like, just imagine you're a uh, 20-something, uh, 20-something German man named Helmut. Okay? You work at a construction site all day, every day for a week. You live in a hostel because you're very poor, and on the weekends you travel back to your mother's dutcha in the, in the Alps. Okay, let's say the wow. Alps. Okay, you go back to the Alps, and that's when you can take your second shower of the week. Okay, but on your way back to your mother's dutcha, you stop at, at your boy's Club Monte factory, where he takes standard, non-distilled sewer water and pours it over your spread eagle balls and asshole into a big-ass brewing pot that's boiling, and then it just spits that right into a bottle, and then... It, it drops it into a case, and then off to America it goes. That's what Clamati tastes like. <laughs> Very well said. Wow. Helmut's best. <laughs> so I'm reading here. It says, Club Mate has developed a following in computer hacker culture and tech startups, especially in Europe. Um, Bruce Sterling wrote in Wired that it is the favorite beverage of Germany's Chaos Computer Club the CCC, as well as Noisebridge and Hope in the United States. Yeah, so nobody. 
the Chaos Computer Club is a big deal. And I could see why we would like the Americans would pick it up after that because they're big. They they were in the eighties. They were very huge, and they probably yeah. are. Maybe they're still big in Germany, but I think they they have like legendary status, sort of. So if they're drinking it, then I can see why we it would be famous enough to be. You're up. like, oh, they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not. It's what we get here is not, they didn't have any other flavors. What we get here is not tasty, and there's nothing about this con that you were like, I need energy. I need to be jacked. I want to sit through seven more fucking non-binary uh, sex toy hacking talks that isn't about hacking anything. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what yeah. else was popular James. in the 80s? Oh, what? Mullets. Yeah, exactly. James, tell us about that talk you just mentioned. Oh, boy. I'm not going to do it, Michael. Tell us. Tell us. All our non-binary listeners. You were there. What do you have to say? Us. Evan, you tell us. Ugh. No, I, I'll be bold. I'll be bold because you know what? Just like... Just like Hope is a safe place, safe safe space for every weirdo in New York City at that weekend, this is my safe space. So I'm going to say whatever I want to say. I don't give a damn who listens and gets upset. Okay, as a as a rule, I don't care what people do behind closed doors or with other people who are consenting adults. Okay, whether that's Muslim extremism or Christianity or lesbians or gays or uh, fucking transgender people or whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't like labels of any kind myself. I am, you know, the, the, go- the, the government came up with a label maybe when I was like 15 called African American, which I hate because I know nothing about Africa. I don't claim any African roots. I just like to be called, call me black, that black guy. Call me just, Hey, he's the black. That's fine too. You know, I don't want to be called. A- I got no problem with that. I James. hate labels. I, I hate labels. You know why? Because labels make people feel like they're special and you're not special. You're not a individual precious snowflake. OK, Tyler Durden had it right. Nothing about you matters. You're just a regular motherfucker. And when you die, nobody's going to know unless you did something to leave your mark. And even then, in 150 years, no one will know. So anyway, all that said, we, we're sitting in the talk and. This is what was this talk about? It's called hacking sex toys. Okay. Um, and honestly, I went to that talk. You know, I saw that talk and I was like, I want to go to it because I know it's going to be like crazy. You know, and I think I was thinking to myself, I don't know for some reason I was thinking they're going to have like a computer, like a five, a five, uh, a five and a quarter slot that I can fuck. You know, like they're going to have something. Yeah. They're going to have something crazy. They're going to someone's invented the Johnson port. The Me and Michael Porter? have been talking about that for years, you know. So finally, men can have sex in the 21st century. You know, that's what I want with their computers. With their computers, you know, that's what I. I mean, that's not what I want, but I mean, I want, I want, <laughs> I want men's set, jerking off game to be stepped up. You know, I want us to have something cool. You know, pocket pussies are great and all, jerking off's wonderful, real sex is great, but you know, if you want to have sex with someone like in fucking. Check, you know, Czechoslovakia, you know, you can't do that right now. Like, you can, there's no way to do that. And I'm thinking that someone's hacked together something awesome that can do it. You can get on a plane and go to Czechoslovakia. Sure, yeah, but you know, we don't leave our house. So, anyway, I thought somebody (laughs) had done something cool like that. We go and we're all like three idiots sitting down in this talk with a bunch of other sausages and a few random chicks who were like, what does this talk about? Okay. And there's a, a, a chick walks in. Uh, I look at her, average looking chick, pretty good looking, like, like, oh, she's okay looking. She's like a seven, 
No, maybe like a five, but it's okay. You know, I'm nice, decent, you know, kind of whatever. It doesn't matter what she looked like. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's just me telling, trying to explain chicks to you. Anyway, we go in there. I see her. And she's wearing, she has like this weird outfit on, but I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? She stands behind the podium and starts talking. And she goes down her kind of, her pedigree. And I'm like, whoa, she's very knowledgeable. Like robotics. She's like a degree in robotics and yeah, stuff. She graduated from Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. The degree in robotics and all kinds yeah, of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I was like, yo, she's the person to talk to about this. Yeah, and I'm like, thinking, oh, shit. I'm thinking right. robotics, she's got some kind of real real girl sex doll that I can build myself at home. Like with like seven Arduinos and a few fucking RC car motors. I'm ready. I'm in. You know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so then she says, just so everyone understands, I'm non-binary uh, I, I sexually identify as non-binary. Or no, she said, people always ask me, was I the woman who had the sex talk two hopes ago or something like that? And she says, whenever people ask me that, I tell them I now sexually identify as non-binary. And for those who don't know, non-binary means I don't I, I love everybody and I don't I don't really want to pick a gender. You know, I kind of float in the middle, whatever. And at that point, I'm like, yo, dog, you lost me. Okay? Now, I, I said, let me keep an open mind because maybe the talk will be good anyway. It wasn't a good talk. It was more talk about, like, the legality of, you know, lawsuits and sex stuff and then picking the right silicone. Like, it was a lame talk, basically. And it was all about dildos. Like, how many dildos can a man, grown man make before you're like, what am I going to do with all these fucking dildos? You know? <laughs> like, I don't want to make more dildos. Like, I don't, I don't need more dildos in my life. And that's what this talk was about, making dildos. I was like, and I, the whole time, I was like, what about dudes? Like, what about men? So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Large technicolor dildos yeah. that, have, that currently have patents that are about to expire. Yeah. And so she comes out from behind the counter with this massive multicolored dildo that I think everyone was supposed to be impressed by. And a lot of people, because they're all social justice warriors like her, and they're like, oh, that's so cool. And there's this one fucking Nerf burglar next to us who's like, woo, woo, like going crazy. And I look at this guy and I was like, dude, you are too good looking and too cool to be fucking shouting at this dumb shit. But he's, of course, another fucking turd burglar who fucking, you know, comes to these things. He's filthy hippies, not shaven. He's fucking gross. You know, so I'm like, whatever, of course, he's into this, you know. But this thing was just like a big ass dildo full of lights, you know, like it's just a dildo full of lights. That's all it was with an Arduino. And I was like, okay, what are you showing me here? Like, why do I care about this? I don't. It didn't even vibrate or anything. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, this is not cool or innovation or anything. You know, like, why did they even have a talk like this? And that's when I kind of realized, okay, hope is just desperate. Like anybody can have a talk on anything. And I feel like next time we should go and just have a talk about bad talks. You know, like we'll have a panel discussion on shitty panel discussions. Um, because it was just hacking presentations. Yeah. So meta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was just, I mean, cause I think they, I think anybody can go there and talk. It was really bad. Um, but the whole non-binary thing. So to get back to what I was talking about, like, I know I've gone on a, like a tirade, but the whole non-binary thing bugs me just because it's just another attempt at being special. Like she's clearly a woman. Okay. But she's like, now it's become like hip to be like something other than man or male or female, which honestly you cannot possibly be right. Man and male and female is not a feeling. It is a scientific designation for a gender, a gender which your body is or is not, 
you know? So if you want to be trans, if you want to be like, like, I don't like the term transgender. If, 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 um, Evan says, I would like to be a woman and he still looks like a dude. I'm going to say, okay, Evan, I honor what you're saying. I will now refer to you as Lisa, you know, or whatever he wants to be called. Even if he looks like a dude, I don't care. You know, I want to, he's my boy. He's my friend. I will honor his, you know, right to be a woman. I don't care if he's fucking what he looks like. It doesn't matter what he looks like. But, you know, you just tell me because you can only be two things. You can't be like one or the other. And at least if you're going to like, I'm now Lisa, make an effort to change into Lisa. Don't fucking be walking around with your dick and balls and fucking flabby man boobs for the rest of your life talking about I'm Lisa, motherfucker, and wearing (laughs) dresses and being just an ugly chick. You know? How dare you assume my gender? (laughs) Exactly. So, uh... The end of the talk, she says, um, just so you know, I will not have sex with you, whatever, whatever, whatever. I do understand that because I think there's an automatic stigma with people who say weird shit like I'm non-binary. Yeah, she said she's non-binary and pansexual. And I was like, how can you be two of those things? Like, one of them is clearly a designation of sexual intention and the other one is a a weird non-gender, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's dumb. The whole thing is dumb and it's like stupid and I hope it never catches on. I don't want to live in a world where people are like, I'm non-binary, but they still have dicks or pussies and they still look like, and they still, you know, she's like, oh, I sort of, you know, I, I forgot what the term she was, but she said something as female. Like I, I, I kind of, uh, she's like, I, I represent myself as female more than anything. And I was like, yeah, cause you're a chick and you look like a chick. Why can't you just be a chick who's fucking bisexual? Like, there's no, like, all these pansexual, um, omnisexual. Uh, there's the one, uh, that I always tease Michael about being, um, that, that I say Michael, me and Michael, me and Michael and my girlfriend are. Um, what was it I was saying, Michael, last night? But that's different. No, that's a polyamorous. polyamorous. That's the same as pansexual, though. It's all, all these things are the same variation. Well, they're all related. Yeah. It says, it's okay, what's pansexual? Not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. What? That's what pansexual So, please simplify. He'll do anything. I have no He'll idea. have sex with men or women regardless of how they identify. Which is stupid. Okay. That's like, if you're a dude and you're bisexual, you will fuck men, you will fuck women, and it's not, sex is about consent. So if a man who identifies as a woman wants to have sex with a bisexual male, does that, why does, why does being pansexual come into it? It's just a made up thing. It doesn't matter. As long as they consent to it, whatever. It's cool. It's just stupid, man. It's the whole thing is dumb. It's like, I never heard of something so ridiculous in my entire life. This is, this is what it says. The, the differences between bisexual so bisexual is two, right? So it's men or women, right? There's only two things, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pansexual is anything. It's like trees. It, as, if, as if there was a third or fourth choice. But it says, it says uh, by explicitly including people who are intersex or outside the gender binary. Okay. So that goes so it goes with the whole non-binary blah 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 thing, you know. But yeah, it's basically bisexual or you can be like what he's not a man or a woman. Like she said you can't say he or she. What did she say? Is this be they? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like my it's like, my like chosen it. gender pronoun or my preferred gender pronouns are they and their. Like, come on, that's plural. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yo, you know the <laughs> English language, bitch. I mean, what the fuck? Or, bitch, dude, her, sir. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> do you know the English language? Like, you can't be a them. <laughs> you cannot be them. It is not how the language. You need to invent a new term, you idiot. You call yourself non-binary and pansexual. Those are fucking crazy made-up terms that someone made up in a McDonald's parking lot while blowing another weird dude. You might as well just fucking make up some other new pronouns. What's the other ones, man? Shim and Schler? There's there's Z. Schler? Schler and Schlim? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beast with a billion backs. People are ridiculous, man. <laughs> People are fucking ridiculous. And look, hey, look, this is not me saying I have a problem with people who want to do whatever. But it's the thing is, it's like every single time what happens is people come up with this stuff and then they've, everyone else gets forced to accept it. You know, I, I have an argument with a guy in my, at my office, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, and I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole with this, but about the baker in Seattle who was forced to bake a cake for lesbians, you know, and honestly, I don't care. You know, about les I don't care that he, that, you know, lesbians wanted a cake for their wedding, but it does bother me that in a capitalistic society where capitalism is supposed to balance the books, ultimately, the state went in and said, no, you have to. You know, and I don't think he has to. I mean, it's his own store. Like, that's anti American. Yeah, every business owner can do they have to serve service. Do they have to serve black people? If they don't, they, they don't have to. I mean, that's, yeah. Or Asian no, people look, or anything look, people. I mean, I here's don't know. You're absolutely right, Michael. And it's a huge rabbit hole, right? But I think I think someone at some point we have to say, hey, that one thing America is very good about is like we are very accepting of everyone's weird thing at the cost of the whole. You know, so like people in Cuba is like, we want to make Cuban the national language of fucking Florida. Like what? You know, I mean, that's many years back and it never happened. But I mean, people were actually talking about that. You know, I mean, no, this is America. You need to learn English. You know, oh, we want to fucking make it so that, you know, whatever, whatever has to be whatever. Like, no, you need to if you don't if, if the business owner doesn't want to do that, then call him an asshole and go across this fucking street to someone who will serve you. And then what happens is people boycott his shop and he goes out of fucking business or he doesn't. That's how capitalism works. It's not for the state or local or federal government to get involved and say, no, you have to serve that person because we, because what you say, what you want makes us uncomfortable. You know, it's like, what about my needs? I religiously don't want to serve, you know, even though it makes you, even though you're a huge cocksucker and an asshole, you know, but that's this whole social justice warrior thing, you know? It's like, so you have these, all these like seven or eight personality types who are like, you know, they always want to push the limits of what's acceptable and force you to accept, you know? So like, I want to be trans, I'm a transgender woman, you know? Well, if you're just a, I'm going to call you a woman, dude. I'm not going to call you a transgender. I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm just going to call you a chick. You want to be a chick? Fine. You're a woman. Okay, do you need your own special bathroom with a special fucking sign? No, go in the woman's bathroom and don't piss like an asshole. And don't look at other chicks while they're pissing. Just be a fucking good human being and you'll be all right. Go in the woman's bathroom. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Don't piss yourself. You know? Simple as that, you know? <laughs> but no, instead, everyone has to have some special allowances. And that's the problem. In America, we're like, oh, shit, we got to give it to them. No, you don't have to give them well, shit. Well, the whole problem with the bathroom thing was not that they want a third bathroom or something. It was that people are like, I don't want some quote-unquote dude 
in the chick's bathroom or vice versa. Yeah, but in that case, like that's something that should not have been made a federal thing. Like like someone whoever decided we're going to try to pass a law about this is dumb. They should have just said left it to business owners to decide. You know? And I and here's a here's the thing, right? If you're a man who is transitioning to female and you clearly look like a dude dressed as a woman, you're going to have a problem wherever you go regardless of what the bathroom says or not. Just because it's legally allowed does not mean people in this day and age are not going to be uncomfortable and not going to have a problem. That's just a fact of nature. So, But if you are a dude who has transitioned and you look like a woman and you are now a woman and you everything has changed in your life, then you would go and have no problem. Like Nobody would notice. Nobody would care. So it's, you know, it's all about um, – it's all like you know, my cab driver, my Uber driver was a female, but his Uber logo – her Uber logo said Timothy, and it clearly looked a dude. But now it's a woman with a beard—not a beard, but with a <laughs> with a <laughs> with a ponytail and boobs, you know. And I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, you know. Um, I just chatted up with her. She was cool as shit, you know. I j- I made fun of her for not driving a cooler Subaru, you know, because her <laughs> thing said "Cool Subaru WRX." I was like, sweet. You know, and I was like, man, where's the blow off valves and stuff? And she was like, oh, oh, yeah, fuck you. I was like, yeah, fuck you, too. You know, she was cool as shit. You know what I mean? Like, you just treat people like people and it's fine. But I'm not going to fucking get on the fucking thing and dance for you and call you whatever you want me to call you because it makes you feel good as a person. No. What what about me? You know, I got to sort my own shit out and you need to sort your fucking shit out. You know, don't bring it to fucking state because you're like, the the reality is our society, as we know, it's not going to be ready in the next 50 years for this shit. Like, it's just going to be happening. It's going to be forced down people's throats. And you're going to see the same shit that we've been seeing for years. Like with that kid, that gay guy who got killed in a fucking in Oklahoma or something like that. That shit's going to be happening because people are ready for it. Yeah, I mean, it's sorry that going way against the norm is not super easy for you. You should have known it was going to be slightly challenging. Yeah, basically, basically, and look, I'm you're an adult, yeah, and and I think I think it's clear. I think all of us, I think I don't think any of us are saying don't go against the norm, don't rub, don't change things. Like things change is good, innovation is good in any in any form. But I think you have to realize what's happening in the world, and you have to realize where people are mentally at. You know, like people still believe global warming is not a thing. You know, people believe that God create that a, a, a God created Earth in seven days, and there's no such thing as Big Bang, and dinosaurs uh, are real, but they're hiding somewhere. I mean, people eat all kinds of crazy shit. You know, so flat Earth, flat Earth yeah, the flat Earthers, thousands and thousands and thousands of people believe the Earth is flat. You know, so I mean, I think I think these people have to be like more flexible. And less willing to be like, oh, we want it all. We want it right now. I want you to call me this crazy fucking new thing today. Today, I'm changing it all. Like, no, you're not. You're a chick. I'm going to call you a chick because I don't know any better because I'm stupid. I'm not. And if I was, if I worked with, if if I got an email from a coworker who said that to me, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you're not, I'm going to call you non-binary. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because that's not a thing. I'm just going to avoid you. I'm just going to avoid you and not deal with you. You know, and I'm not going to say them or they. I'm not doing that. That's not proper English, and I'm not doing it. It's stupid. Very good. Thank you all for listening to the Social Justice Minute of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if we, we want to with the ACLU, um, you can. Uh... 
No, James yeah. being hunted by the ACLU. <laughs> basically, pretty much. Basically. No, that's mm-hmm. fine. Want to uh, move on to some technology yeah, news? Yeah, let's talk about that. That's what we're here for. Okay. Is it, though? Yeah, yeah you're right. Is it? So, as most of us know, um, for the last year, you have been able to upgrade to Windows 10 for free. Uh, it has pestered you probably weekly for most of that year. Um, as of Friday, July 29th, the free upgrade for the general public is finished. However, there is a fairly significant loophole. They're still offering a free upgrade for anyone who uses any of the Microsoft uh, assistive technology or the the accessibility features. So some of those include the screen magnifier, the on-screen keyboard, voice recognition, or keyboard shortcuts. So, if you use keyboard shortcuts, such as Control-V, Control-C, etc., um, you use assistive technologies, and you can still get a free Windows 10 upgrade. The deadline... There's no word on when that upgrade uh, will stop, but in the in the article that I put in the show notes, down near the bottom, it says... Access to the assistive technology Windows 10 upgrade can be found here. It takes you to a link, and basically you click one button that says, Yes, I use assistive technology. Please upgrade me now. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Good to know. Yeah, so just like, there, as far as I know, there's still ways to get, you know, Windows XP updates by telling your computer or telling uh, Microsoft that your computer is an ATM, basically. Uh, you can still get some updates. <laughs> you know, there, there's ways around this, too. Well, that's, uh, that's good to know, Evan. Thank you very much. I thought it was just over and that was that. So, yeah. I did notice there's a couple of Windows updates that were applied uh, maybe Saturday, I guess, and they got rid of all the bothersome, you know, upgrade to Windows 10 Now stuff. So they they are probably truly done with the free uh, publicly available one but you know again who knows how long this little loophole is going to be around I guess it's probably for a while if not permanently because if they take it away then you know people who what about the children if there's like I was going to be like what about the quadriplegics then they'll cause some (laughs) PR nightmare and be like okay okay it'll be back so they'll probably just leave it on for quite a while why I don't get how I don't know why do those people need (laughs) Windows 7 no they need Windows 10 James oh why do they need Windows 10 on there you know what kind dude quadriplegics have Packard Bells Cortana Packard Bells dude okay they're still using (laughs) Packard Bells and their lives are their lives are a mess quad mind we'll be back I mean, come on, dude. It's mine quad, quad. James, mine That's quad. right. How'd you open the curtain? Yeah. <laughs> James and I were looking at that yeah. last night. Yeah. Mine quad. His arms weren't blown off. They were blown in. <laughs> to his mind. <laughs> oh. That's so sitting ridiculous. there riding a motorcycle. Ha! No, with no arms and legs. Yeah. I made myself a note. I'll, I'll put a link to that. Excellent. 
hilarious. Mm-mm-mm. So what's up with Verizon, bro? Yeah, so I'm sure everyone has heard by now, but uh, Verizon is, and I guess it's done now, is going to buy, or they have bought Yahoo. They bought it for $4.8 billion. So this is the rumor that's been going on for a little while now, um, but it's confirmed. So <clears throat> now Verizon has been buying this this kind of stuff for a while now, like I didn't know until because I'm a moron, but apparently they bought AOL um, about a year ago. So I guess they're they're buying up they're buying up companies and they're trying to I guess they're trying to get their claws into they're trying to understand what the internet is. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to figure out why work? people won't use pay five dollars a month for VZ Navigator. <laughs> hey, I think they're right. definitely just trying to get at people's data, yeah. but I think they're they yeah. only bought part of yahoo like their core services or something like that or any everything but their core services Did they get flicker but it's only a portion uh i don't know is flicker still um it's still it, a I mean, thing the, the people are people still i know the people were obsessed with it like three or four years ago like people were like oh flicker is a place to find the best like strange like really great photos but now, uh, you know, there's 500px, and there's um, there's just a bunch of other little random places that have popped up now. Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. So I don't know if Flickr is so much a thing anymore. 4chan's a good place to find strange things. Strange, disturbing things. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> so um, just to, just so we're all clear, though. Verizon Verizon Communications has bought Yahoo which is Verizon Communications owns Verizon Wireless um so it's not Verizon Wireless that actually bought Yahoo but you know right. still all same family you know I did not assume it was Verizon Wireless okay now I just heard James said something about yeah you know VZ Navigator or whatever uh, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just wanted to clarify that, although, you know, it's all the same company, really. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that is interesting. Um, and I thought they bought the whole thing, but I don't know. Yeah. Is it just parts of it? I mean, they may have. I was under the assumption it was only a portion. It was something, it was like, it's what Evan said. It's either, it's either only the core services or everything but the core services. So there's, I think there's still some entities in Yahoo that are still like, viable self just yahoo type things i mean the stock and everything didn't change enough for me to say um that it was like the stock barely moved i think it went up a dollar yahoo stock and verizon stock went down five percent when they bought it so it says a lot um and somebody mm. uh michael what was it you or was it ed who was telling us last night that somebody said oh guess what wonder what would happen if they bought a real a, a good company <laughs> you know, like, 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 like that'd be crazy, right? If they, if Verizon would buy a company that was worth something, their stock would go up, and not down. You know, like he made, so, maybe it was like that loud bald guy on CNN money or something like that. who was yelling about it and he made some kind of funny joke and someone told me about that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, but then they'd have to pay a lot of money. Of course. Yeah. 
But four point six billion is still a lot for what Yahoo is now. It's like a shadow. It's it's like a spammy mess. My sort of. I mean, there was some timeline I saw um, going back to the early two thousands where Google was or Yahoo wanted to buy Google for three million dollars or something yeah. like that or two million. And Google was like, "Give us five, and we'll sell to you." And Yahoo was was all, "Ha ha ha ha, no thanks." And then, um, yeah, so someone was gonna buy Yahoo for like forty billion or something in two thousand eight, um, but that didn't happen, and now they just got bought for four billion. Mm-hmm. So Yahoo has not made the best business decisions in the last nope. decade. Very true. So, Very I'm going to just give you guys a great example here, right? You go to Yahoo News, which my girlfriend loves for some reason. And she's always doing it on my <laughs> phone. A lot, a lot of people and do. And I don't understand why. You go to Yahoo News. Um, Let's go to Yahoo.com. Bam. So, as you're scrolling through, you've got one ad about a crash, the balloon crash, the ridiculous balloon crash that's just fucking crazy hilarious. Um, then you've got an ad, a full size ad that says from creditcards.com, you know, then you got some associated press, then us news, then world news, then another ad, then, I mean, it's just, and the thing is the ads are intermingled with news, you know, it's just a very shoddy kind of like, uh, the whole thing is like. You see this though on a lot of websites. Yeah, now. but you know, the, people like if you go to if you go to Google News, Google News is just a news dump. And and could it be cleaner and better looking and make a good news site that people would want to use? Yes, it could. Is it that? No, it's not. But if you just want to look at raw news data with all the blurbs neatly organized and by importance and trending level and by and by uh, group, you know, so. I can go to Yahoo News right now, I mean Google News right now and see like a laundry list of things that's just like, oh, this is everything about Russia, technology, this, that, the other thing, you know, Trump, Clinton. And I'll just clip on Clinton and like 15 news articles, stories that come up that came out in the last hour, you know, and it'll, that will go back three months if I wanted to. So I don't know. I guess Google doesn't really care about that. The ad revenue from these ads that probably don't work well anyway, you know, only idiots would click on click on this ad for – 12 things you need to know before you go on your first cruise. A fake news article with a horrible title, with one of those titles supposed to pull you in from Carnival Cruise Lines. Mm-hmm. And so, by the way, I've just just seen here that uh, Yahoo owns Tumblr. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they own Flickr, but, yeah, they also own Tumblr, which I didn't know. Very good. So something else that um, uh, it says it says the Verizon acquired Yahoo's internet business for four point eight billion. Mean? I don't. Dude, they <laughs> yeah, are an internet what does business. That mean? I don't understand. So they didn't get any of Yahoo's laundromats. Is like, what is that? What are yeah. you talking about? I have no so idea. So dumb and so vague. But it's purposely vague, so people, so Yahoo's, so Verizon stocks don't tank into the fucking toilet, because Yahoo was very vague about what was good and what was bad, and when they opened the books, people were like, "Nah, I don't want any part of this company." So it's vague for it's vague on purpose, I'm sure. They probably didn't get anything that people want. 
Verizon. So why is Verizon buy? Why did Verizon buy them? I think right? what Evan said data. They want the data. Yeah, and what? But what do you use the data for? Selling ads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all it is. So, they're. Yeah, I'm reading right here. That's exactly what they want. They want. Uh, they provide Verizon a key foothold in digital advertising. A potentially lucrative revenue stream as the pool of new mobile and broadband customers dwindles. Ah. They're like, how can we make more money? Everyone already has a cell phone. Now what? Right? How about not spending $5 billion? What, do you think there's Yahoo? any? Yeah, do you think there's any likelihood they'll actually no. recoup more than $5 no. billion in ads from that purchase? No. I mean, I, what? Well, what have they done with AOL? I mean, put it this way. I, and, and look, obviously, I'm not a corporate giant, so I have no idea like, why you buy companies, <laughs> right? I mean, I feel like if like, well, AOL, AOL's still big. A lot of people go to AOL, you know, just like a lot of people yeah, go to but Yahoo. Yeah, that's the same people who like go to Fox News for stuff. I mean, Huffington Post is owned by AOL. Oh, they are. Okay, so yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a reason to buy AOL for those those properties, but not for AOL or anything that AOL is as it is right now. But at any rate, um, so if I was like, okay, like Google, Google buys company for technology and patents. Okay. Now, of course, they already have the ad thing under wraps. Like they got it, you know? So I totally understand why they aren't buying companies for that. But to me, that's why you buy a company. So I, so I'm thinking maybe they're buying for patents, but then they said the patents are all bullshit. Like they said that like about four months ago, that the patents were all like BS. Um, like none of, none of them were anything were good. And a lot of them were just dated crap. So forget about the patents. Um, I found a, I found a detailed explanation of what they're getting and what they're not. Let's hear it in the deal. So they're, they're going to get this. They're going to get Yahoo's email service, the website dedicated to news, finance, and sports advertising tools, real estate, and some patents. Okay. And they they said the deal isn't actually going to close until 2017. Okay. Um, So the sale does not include Yahoo's cash. I'd be surprised if Yahoo has any. Or (laughs) its shares in in Alibaba Group and Yahoo Japan. It's interesting. It says, after the deal closes, these assets, so these other assets, will become a publicly traded investment company with a new name. Oh, shit. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I knew that that for a while there, Yahoo Japan was kind of operating on its own. It's apparently apparently does quite well. Does it? Hmm. Buy low. This could be a good investment opportunity. What for? Yeah. For uh, oh, get some Yahoo Japan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got some some more stock stuff to talk about later. Alibaba uh, stocks are in a trash can right now. Might be time really? to get Alibaba stock, yeah, if they do something cool with it, but I doubt it. Hmm. Yeah, since we're talking about that briefly, I did uh, sign up for uh, Robinhood. Excellent. So my, I didn't put any money in um, yep. yet. But That's all right. You took the first step. Do you have, uh, Mike, I think I asked you this, but how do you get Robinhood instant? Do you have to have money in your account first? Uh, James, do you remember? Um, uh, I don't. I mean, I, it wasn't eligible. I put I put money in my account without having instant at all. Michael got instant fast. I took me a month and a half, maybe two months to get instant. Michael got it in like a week. 
do I have? Is it something I have to apply for, or no, it just shows just, up? It just shows up. It shows up, and then you say, "Yeah, yeah. I want it." You know. Mm, okay. Um, I might, but Evan, you're right. It might not have happened until I actually put some money in the account. But you can put whatever you put twenty five dollars in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing something very drastic and dumping my uh, CSC four hundred one k into an IRA and using that account as an investment account. I would I would say use set up an IRA, put it in an IRA, you know, or maybe get a financial manager like a you know someone to invest for you like a real stock guy. But I wouldn't. Well, then what's the point of Robinhood? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You don't know anything about stocks. I wouldn't invest, do your whole IRA in a fucking in a fucking uh, in Robinhood. That's like that's like I'm gonna do play it. craps with this money. You know, it's like no, no, don't do it. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's up to you, dude. But you know, but it could pay yeah, off, nah, man. It could nah, pay off big won't. time. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> You'll lose it all and be like, man, James, I hate you. For bringing this stuff into my life. James, how much money have you put into Robinhood so um, far? I think a I put lot. in about twelve hundred dollars, <laughs> and I probably made uh, no. I probably put in about a thousand dollars, and I probably made two hundred. So, but I, my investments are very scattered, and they're all over the place. They're, they're you know that's like two of this, two of this, two of that. Like what I really should do is sell everything and buy a bunch of Apple, and then not do anything for like several weeks. You got to diversify, but if if the numbers that you said are accurate, that's a twenty percent return in two months. That's oh. actually yeah, very it's, good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, I, there's times when if I had been smart and paying attention, which I'm not, I, if I got, I could have gotten out and had a three had a had a thirty percent return, but I didn't, and I wasn't paying attention, and I lost. You know, I'd go up go up three hundred dollars gained, and then lose a hundred and fifty. And, you know, it's just the way the markets are. So, I mean, I think you use Robinhood with the thing either if you understand it, then you use it for fun and just to dabble and and maybe test some test your waters out with some stocks. Uh, it's not an, it's not a day trading app because they have day trading algorithm blockers in it to keep you from doing that. So, but it is a. So if you're doing a lot of buying and selling, they're going to be like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, if you're buying and selling the same thing over and over again, like to try to catch the ups and downs, they don't like that. They don't want. They mm-hmm. don't want you to do that. Mm. Um, and they do pay dividends also. So I wasn't sure about that, but they do pay dividends. I bought. I had two shares of Nvidia because <laughs> I'm an idiot, and uh, I didn't. I, you know, after the fucking. Pascal came out, and I made, I think I made $2 on that stock, and then I got a $0.12 cents dividend, so on each share. So if, I was, if I was smart, which I'm not, I would probably invest in a storage company, like Western Digital or... Yeah, an investment in... One of these other companies. An investment in Western Digital maybe two months ago would have made you a fair amount of money, um, on, you, and, go, uh, you know, about three weeks ago, when they came out with all a bunch of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like they're becoming a like a a huge conglomerate, you know. Like they keep buying other companies. <laughs> like they bought Sandisk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's only there's only a few, just like there's only a few companies that make RAM. There's only a few companies that actually make hard drives now. And and associated storage products like SSDs and flash memory and whatnot. Huh. Like, 
what is Seagate even a company anymore? Ah, uh, yeah, they are. Yes, they're publicly traded also. Ah, okay. But they're the ones who had a bunch of. Got to buy a Mac store five and a quarter. They, they bought a bunch of people too. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot buy a Mac store Bigfoot and let that fucking thing spin up and crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see here you go. Seagate acquired Connor Peripherals in 1996. Maxter in 2006 and Samsung's hard drive business in 2011. And yeah, so Seagate is also Maxter and Lassie. So who makes okay. um, so Samsung SSDs? Who makes those? Seagate. Well, it's all. Why, why yeah, even keep but, the Samsung I mean, name? I guess it's, it's more yeah, trustworthy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. But I mean, so yeah, it's possible that they just bought it for the name and they closed down their factory or whatever. But it's also possible that they kept the factory open, and you know, they're just mm, using that. Could be. So. Yep. Western Digital. Let's see here. Mike, I want you to spend some of your nightly Wikipedia time doing market research. Yeah, that's what you need to start doing, man. Mm-hmm. We, so, so you can help us make some money. Ooh. Stop playing around. All right, stop playing around, Mike. Whoa, 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 whoa! Michael, you're, no. you'll get a commission. You're Don't worry. <laughs> Sam's or Western Digital, uh, its subsidiaries, Sandisk and HGST, which is Hitachi. Yeah. Hmm. Hitachi Heavy Industries. So, Do they own the Hitachi uh, Bulldozer Division? <laughs> uh, Who do you think makes the hard drive? James? There you go. <laughs> but they um. And I know they, I think it's like, it's kind of like, you know, Seagate bought Samsung's hard drive business. I think these guys bought Hitachi's hard drive business, um, which if you remember, that's IBM's hard drive right. business. Little history lesson, folks. Yeah. Remember, what was the name of the hard drive, James? The Death uh, Star? Death Star. IBM Death Star, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the drive, huh? Commonly referred to as the Death yeah. Star because they were garbage. Were they? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, when when they came out, we were like, dude. When they when I was in working at CompuSA, it was the first time the first Death Star came out, and it was like sixteen point eight gigs, and we were like, holy shit, yo, <laughs> you put so many memories on that drive, yo, what the hell? Oh, you know, <laughs> like everyone wanted one of those, and there were like four in the store, and they were like six hundred bucks a pop. I remember when I went to uh, when I went off to my first college, and I did not work at CompUSA yet, but uh, Mike did, and you bought me a a forty gig Western Digital. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been actually a Mac store, a forty gig IDE hard drive at cost, and it was like one hundred and sixty bucks. I was like, "Fuck yes, dude!" And <laughs> you know the sad thing, like right now in my backpack, I have a. 250 gig SSD laying in the bottom of my backpack, unprotected, just thrown in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's trash. just trash drive. You know, it's like, fuck, <laughs> man, what is this world coming to? <laughs> oh, awesome. Fucking hard drives, man. Just silly. Look, sitting on my desk here right now. Check this out. Oh, Maxter, what is that? Apparently, it's a, a Maxter Diamond Max 10. A 300 gigabyte parallel ATA, so that means IDE. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, but it's parallel ATA 133. 
Okay. Is it set to master or slave or cable select? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Is a little diagram on here? Ooh, it is. See, it all is the new IT kids don't know anything about that. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. cable select. Oh, my God. Cable select is gay, but... No, it um, just causes them with problems. Just as soon as I get a hard drive, I'm like, master, you're the slave. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, it's no, you're uh, place, master. You know? <laughs> it's master. All right. Yeah. And how do you how do you put those yeah, to your computer, Michael? You're sitting in front of a new computer with IDE, and you've got in front of you you have you have two ribbon cables with um, two possible uh, two you know with one. You have one yeah, ribbon. Well, cable. you have one one ribbon cable. Yeah, you're right. And so you have your CD-ROM drive, and you have that. And uh, you, so how do you plug those in? No, you have two ribbon cables. You have two because you have two IDE channels. Let's say. Um, so how do you how do you right. set that? Well, you probably have your hard drive, your already hard drive connected on the primary, you know, on IDE channel zero or one, and then you have your CD-ROM drive, your optical drive, on the other IDE channel, the secondary one, and theoretically they're both set to master, hopefully, but maybe they're set to cable select, so you'd have to see what they're set to, and then connect your secondary drive uh, to the second connector on the same IDE right. cable. Okay, here's another <laughs> one for you. That's very very good, Michael. Very good. Um how do you how do you launch Windows three one from DOS? Oh that's an easy one. You type W I N and hit enter. Brooklyn style Look at Michael putting Brooklyn style on him. Yeah man I like that. Oh, that's an easy one. Come classic, on, man. man. But then, just think about that. Like, <laughs> now you go, you turn your computer on, it's like in the windows in like fucking 15 seconds with your SSD. And you're like, Ugh. True. You know? <laughs> you're like so slow. <laughs> you know, not even like booting it at DOS. You're like, oh, my auto exec that bad is not installed. Fuck. You know? <laughs> that's right. You got to edit your config.sys yeah, file. Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't really get into computers as much until, uh, or I should say into Windows and DOS computers until later. So uh, by the time I was really using them, it was really like Windows 98 and higher. I know. But um, still got to play with that a little bit because you get to boot into MS-DOS mode. And and I used to, well, I used to use my friend's computer. I used to go over to his house. They had a, you know, they had computers always. So like I remember using Windows 3.1 and DOS. Will we ever be in a world where... Windows runs natively, and DOS or Bash is something that runs in Windows? Because right now, Windows is still sitting on top of something. It's not really DOS, but it's something. It's something DOS-like. It's some kind of shell. You know, it's DOS shell. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, what you're describing is really just... So you're thinking of it more of in terms of the UI, yeah. right? More the user interface, and that's, of course, that's understandable because that's what you yeah, see, right? right, right? right. But that really, it's just, no. yeah. What what's really you know, it's just what's running, right? What software is running? What's the what's at its foundation, right? So it's just uh, it just depends, you know. So like even in Windows, you're right though. Even in Windows, uh, you can have. It doesn't really apply to the consumer versions, but if you have, like, Windows, I think it's, I don't know if it starts with 2008 
R2, or if it's a, it has to be 2012, but they have the server core versions. Yeah. There's no there's no GUI. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> you you can install it if you want, but by default it doesn't have one. Jeez, yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, can you imagine that? a Windows server with no That's GUI? <laughs> uh... I mean, it's it's it makes it more Linux like, you know, more yeah, like makes Unix. It more stable. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. it's not as much more garbage yeah. on there, you know, more like, oh, we got to display the window. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know. it's like, oh, is the calculator loaded? <laughs> Shit, crash the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's less overhead. Oh, yeah, you know? and that's that's so. the key. That's why Linux is so great, right? Less overhead, less garbage, less junk, more efficiently run. It's Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the reasons. But yeah. All right, so let's let's move out of the uh, old, men re- rem- old man reminiscing with young men. Back in yeah. my day. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Dude, we should get my dad on here to talk about his uh, 10-inch floppies oh, and God. programming spreadsheets for Marriott. Dude, fuck. I, I had a Commodore 64. <laughs> I was showing Michael. They had one there at the thing, at the con. Or I was showing you, Evan. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I was like, yeah, yeah I had one of those. Me. I had the exact setup they had. It was a Commodore 64 with a blue-chip floppy drive and the Commodore 64 monitor that connected RGB to the actual keyboard that was the CPU. And then I also had a uh, tape, a tape drive. But like audio, <laughs> audio cassette. cassette, yeah, 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 audio cassette. <laughs> not like, not like a four hundred and eighty no. gig that nope. tape drive audio or something. Cassette. And to do everything, it was like load, blah 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 blah. And actually, it looked very similar to talking to, you know, C, you know, C, whatever, whatever. Um, like yeah, a DOS sort prompt? of, but it was blue and it's actually prettier, honestly, than DOS prompt. I. Was it more? Like would, you say it was, yeah. would you say it was more like typing in like a basic yes. shell? Exactly talking about typing in basic. It's yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly what it was. Because you type commands like load, yeah. blah, yeah, load, or something, or start. Nah, not start. Maybe run. Um. And then you had like I had like two or three games that came on a cartridge, and you push those cartridges in the back of the CPU, and you could those games would run natively. Like you turn on the unit, and the whole thing it would go right into the game. And it would use ah. the CPU, I guess, to do whatever. But the CPU came, just became sub supplanted to the game. I guess I don't really understand how it worked. It's like a Nintendo. Yeah, just like a Nintendo. It's just you um, put the thing in, turn it yeah. on, and that's it. So I had a few games, <laughs> games like that, and I had a couple games that ran on that fucking floppy disk. That was great. You like load, blah blah blah. It's like, you know, it's like horrible, but it was awesome. Um, Whatever happened to your Commodore um, it's 64? A, it's in a box at my mom's house somewhere. All but the all but the huh. monitor. The monitor. Uh, someone broke uh, the cable that the monitor had with it. So I don't think the monitor is around anymore. I think the monitor got tossed, which I'm very upset about. But I plan on setting that up right here in the living room to my girlfriend's dismay one day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, one day maybe we'll get Ed on too. He uh, he has some good uh, vintage computer. Computer stories to yeah, tell we'll as to well. I would love to get my hands on an he, Amiga. Uh, he has an he has an either an MSI or something like that. Um, I can't remember what it's called now exactly, but uh, it has dip switches oh on the front my of it. God. Oh dip! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and you know you don't you don't need a monitor you know Jesus. to use it. Oh yeah, the printer. The, all the outputs come from the print, right? From the printer. 
No, no, it's just like you read the read the lights. Oh you know, my on the front god! Of it. What the hell? That's... Okay, look, I know that people are like that's a computer. It's as far as it's like not a computer, but it is a computer, right? See this? Oh, it's it's a computer. You could make you the guy who gave my mom the who sold my mom the Commodore sixty four. He was like a programmer, so he was showing me as a kid how to print stuff, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, print," and it like. When you did print, stuff would come out on the printer, you know, and that's why, like, right. and that's why, you know, I think in programming, still to this day, like a print command is like to kind of give you a dump of what's going on. Um, and I guess many people, don't, a lot of people, don't get that, but yeah, you used to just print actual shit to the printer. There's no monitor; you're just constantly printing shit out and reading it, and like, oh shit, let me go back, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, oh yeah, I had the printer too, which was amazing. The printer was like. It was amazing, man. It was awesome. <laughs> my mom's like, Matrix, what are you huh? printing? I'm like, this, this, this. <laughs> you know, trying to print out a picture or some, something crazy, you know, like some stupidity, some stupidness. The lights dim, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, basically, the lights yeah. Dim. That thing was fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> I love that computer, though. Yep. All right. So... Enough Moving of that. We'll, we'll we'll have a we should have a special episode of just back in yeah. my day. Um, yeah. So let's see. Okay, so we talked about Windows 10. We talked about Verizon buying Yahoo. All right, Evan here. I see there's something about uh, a VPN ban. <clears throat> yes. What's going on with that? So effective immediately if you are in the Dubai or surrounding UAE territory, if you use a VPN. You are, and if you're caught, you're subject to imprisonment and or a fine ranging between one hundred and thirty six thousand and five hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! So, so what's what's the story with that? I, I will read a small excerpt from the article and then explain a little further. Whoever uses a fraudulent computer network protocol at, at protocol address red IP address. By using a false address or third-party address by any other means for the purpose of committing a crime or preventing its discovery shall be punished by temporary imprisonment and a fine of no less than $136,000 and not exceeding $545,000 or either of these two penalties. So where this actually comes from is... Phone calls. So long-distance oh. phone calls from those areas are very mm-hmm. expensive, Okay. apparently. And the telecommunications companies are mad because people get on VPN and use, you know, WhatsApp or uh, Skype or, you know, Facebook Messenger or Snapchat or whatever. You know, anything that supports uh, VoIP to circumvent paying these absorbent costs. So I'm sure they gave money to the government and were like, look, we got to crack down on this. So they initiated this insanely broad law Mm -hmm. that says basically if you try to hide your um, connection information, then we're going to put you in jail and or fine you, Hmm. which is ridiculous in you know in itself but i'm wondering i have a friend who works for um the uae a, government I, no i'm not going to say the company but he the company does a lot of business over there networking and mm-hmm. you know he goes there several times a year for a week 
um, and presumably connects back to his company to do work through VPN. So what about foreign workers? Like they're, mm. you know, it, this article doesn't mention anything about special permission or exceptions, but you know, that I don't, I don't know how this is actually going to fly. Um, it's the thing is Dubai is part of the, I mean, UAE is a fucking kingdom. So I'm yeah. sure it's unenforceable. I mean, they probably can't detect it, but maybe they can detect a connection with the lack of, with a lack of, of connectivity, a lack of anything happening. You know, you connect to some server somewhere and nothing, then nothing happens. And you're like, hmm, there's no mm-hmm. data, you know, or whatever. I don't know what a VPN looks like. Well, that's not really, that's not really what happens. I mean, I don't, I don't I mean. know what a VPN, I'm assuming you connect to, you know, a server on the web and then a tunnel and then whatever. So they can, I'm sure they can. You're saying there's not a constant flow of traffic as you would see if you're using yeah, a normal web service exactly. or something like that. You know, there, it has to, there has to be a lack of something that's, that's noticeable, I would think. There's some there's some distinct patterns. You're still going to have the same amount of traffic. It's just going to be all yeah. But they, well, there you go. That they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, and there's probably a lot of reasons they're doing this. You know, and a lot of reasons it's it's you know, but it, it, it's I'm sure it's enforceable, dude. I'm sure they'll find a way to fucking like rape the shit out of people. It's a, they don't they'll give a, the zero fucks are given over there. You know, this is they have Ferrari police cars. You really think they give a shit about fucking like throwing some American in jail for like? Fucking sixty-five years for using a VPN to load a spreadsheet, you know. Whether it'll <laughs> stick, but I doubt it will stick. But their their own people will be fucking hosed. Yeah. Maybe you have to go to the American mm. Embassy and do it or something. You know. Very interesting. It is interesting. Like I said, I don't. I don't think it's enforceable, but we'll see. I mean, I hope they don't enforce it. I hope it's not. I hope it's just like one of those veiled threats, and they don't do anything with it. It's. I feel sorry for the people in the U, in the UAE, honestly, because their their society is like a fucking shit show anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad oil prices are so low. Hope that country folds up into a fucking. I hope. I hope its arms implode in. Well, apparently they're making bigger pushes towards solar because, you know, they'll probably be out of oil in the next less than 50 years. And by that time, you know, the rest of the world will have hopefully moved on. Although I think I would still enjoy driving a petroleum-fueled vehicle in 50 years. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'll probably be dead in 50 years, but... Yeah, I would. I'd probably. Yeah, I would like to be behind the wheel of a loud, like, <laughs> brrr, you know. what I mean, that's something thrilling about and shifting gears, you know. So I don't know. Mike, do you think you'll be dead in fifty years? That's the question. <laughs> yep, that's the topic of discussion <laughs> at the moment. Uh, I hope not, but probably. <laughs> okay. What I'll can we all do, do about that? Pray for the singularity. Mm. Pray for. Or start taking Pretty care of our Anna, health. Anna Club, Which is easier? Club Mate. Club Mate, the, the yeah. cure-all. <laughs> eat, eat a giant meal, drink a bottle. That's vomit. right. There you go. <laughs> Problems. No <laughs> calories. Across the board. Oh. James is over there dying on the other end of this yeah. uh, connection here. Yep. 
Yeah, no, we, uh, well, that's, that's another topic for, uh, discussion, our, uh, what are we going to do about our health, but, uh, we can talk about that later. The, uh, the old update there, the old, uh, yum update. Yum. Um, Evan, I just saw this other thing here, this, uh, looks like there's a little, a possible security breach, or a possible vulnerability regarding, um... One of the messaging apps? That is probably true. I would encourage whoever put the link in there to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, whoever well, did, okay. please. Yeah. It, it was Jeff from <laughs> accounting, you fucker. <laughs> Jeff, get on the call. Um, all right. So basically what's going on here is um, a security a security expert, we don't know if he's actually an expert or not, but a security researcher found a vulnerability in the end-to-end encryption that WhatsApp uses, especially in particular with iPhones. So long and short of it is, and I definitely encourage you to read the article. Uh, the article gives a better breakdown of what's exactly happening. But it looks like when you use WhatsApp, then you send your message off to whoever and let's say you go ahead and clear all the messages in the app. You use that little clear all me- messages function. Um, if you sync your data or if you did a backup between that time, then uh, the iCloud has it. And that stuff is an unencrypted in SQL Lite. Um, and you can see it unencrypted in SQL hmm. Lite. I'm probably truncating the shit out of this article, but that's basically it. So you can't. So basically, right now, uh, the your choices are to negate this is to stop using iCloud. Uh, don't be a tool and get an Android phone, or um, stop using WhatsApp. And he has another solution in there, uh, which is like don't allow your phone to sync when you like you send a message, delete the message, then sync. Like you have to be in control of that that stuff. Um. It's a really interesting article. I definitely encourage you to read it. I'm definitely like not being completely thorough with my rundown of it. I find it kind of interesting uh, because it's kind of it's sad that we come to a point where you know uh, the syncing like you have to have backup for your phone. Like that's just like you have to have that now. Um, I've met so many people who don't use iCloud or they don't use Google Photos or something, and they're like, "Oh, my phone's full," you know. Um, we have a friend, Michael and I have a friend. She's like, my, her, her phone's full. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, why aren't you using Google photos? It's free. You can save all your photos for free. Um, or why aren't you using iCloud? It costs what? $5 a month or something. I don't know. Uh, how much it costs cost, something but, a month yeah. or maybe, maybe some aspects of it are free. I don't know a whole lot about it. Michael, is it, do you use it? Okay. No. Did your mom? Not at all. Does your meme Not at all. What? <laughs> your grandmother. No, Mima. That's the other word for your mom. Mima. Oh. Oh. That's my apologies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean... It, that. Where did we what? hear that, James? Is that one what, of our Mima? books or something? That's in, that's in uh, Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. Anyway. So... Yeah, no, we, uh, my mom syncs her phone to her computer, so the backups are stored on her computer. Uh, just, just recently I tried to sync my, comp- my phone to my computer, 
with mixed results. Um, we can talk Is about that later. ITunes? But, um, okay. Yes. Okay. But my phone, uh, the way I've set it up, even before I ever synced it to a computer, it's already backing up important shit to various clouds. So, like, you know, just in the settings here on my phone, I have it, I have it, uh, you know, talking to, like, my Gmail account and stuff. So all my contacts and shit are automatically being synced to Gmail, you know? So those are backed up. Um, anything else? The only other thing on here, really, that I might care about is the photos. And the photos, I'm using actually Microsoft's OneDrive app to... Uh, they get automatically uploaded to OneDrive. Because I uh, I have a little extra storage in OneDrive because of this special promo that I got a long time ago. So normally I think you only get 5 gigs with uh, OneDrive, but I have like oh, 15 that's gigs. That's so, so I've been uploading them there just because it's free. I haven't been paying for any online services anywhere, like Gmail, extra storage, or, or OneDrive or anything else, or iCloud. Maybe I need to break down and actually do that. I'm just, I guess I'm just cheap. Well, no, that's, I don't know. I mean, that's good. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's valuable because you shouldn't have to. Like, I, I find it very frustrating that you, that Apple users, it's they are deterred from because the phone is already expensive and the service is already expensive, and now they have to further to back up their beloved photos of their dogs, kids, whatever. They have to use they, they as far as they're concerned, they have to use iTunes. I mean, not iTunes, iCloud. You know, because most, most... Yeah, iCloud, that comes... You get five gigs for free with your phone, but um, or with every iCloud account. So you could use that as long as it's less than go. five gigs. But, but um, you know, I'm sure if you're like most of us, five gigs is probably going to yeah. get yeah. used up pretty quick. So Google Drive, Google Photos is free, but the problem with Google is, like, they, in their fine print, basically say... Hey, we want you to know anything you put up here, uh, we're allowed to use in an ad. <laughs> and they're definitely data mining all that shit. Like, they're looking at every photo and being like, oh, that's a penis. You know, like, they have some algorithm going through and looking at every <laughs> single thing. Like, that's a boob. That's a red dress. That's a cat wearing a sombrero. Like, they're doing that so they can make it easier for you to find things. But at the same time, they are doing that stuff. So... Ultimately, like, unless you want to be naive and say, oh, Google is not going to do any harm with my data, <laughs> I think you probably have to be smart and kind of either decide to accept the risk like I have or you say do something else like Michael has, which I think is the right move, honestly. You know, I, I just don't like my life being extra complicated, having to go to another service, and I don't like Microsoft services as a rule. So that's why I use Google, but if I could find... Well, uh, they're no better or worse, I don't I think I mean, they probably Google, aren't, but, but... Uh, Google... Google is more spider handsy, so they, they. I feel like they're more dangerous with that data because they can do more data mining and algorithm pumping and all that kind of stuff with it. And I like to you know figure out what stuff is and how things relate. And they're they're trying to do that. Microsoft probably isn't actively trying to do that because they're just behind the times, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Evan, your thoughts. I don't back up my phone at all because I don't use my phone yeah. for anything. Got news for you, son. It's what? backing itself up. In what way? All your contacts and shit. Mm-hmm. They're out there in Google. Okay. I mean, does that bother you? 
I mean, they're in Gmail. Yeah. You know, they're in his they're yeah, in which, Gmail. Which account. I think that's fine. I'm, so, I don't care about that. They have that already. Who cares yeah, about that? I mean, I'm more concerned about like the Google Drive content and like you know my letters, my my manifesto to Barack Obama, like that kind of stuff. There, I, I, Secret <laughs> Service. I have no manifesto to Barack Obama. I'm just joking, but I'm just saying like I'm more concerned about the kind of crazy like whatever crazy stuff someone might have in their Google Drive. Um, that's the kind of stuff that bothers me, but um, and, and the lack of privacy. But you know, what are you going to do? Mm, and I, I mean, know. I think I'm not. I don't care about my. We're contacts. all bad people to ask because I never take pictures except my girlfriends will use my phone to take pictures because I have a good camera. But Michael, I'm sure you you take pictures actually sometimes. I'm sure Evan, you never take pictures. You know, of, I take pictures at concerts, but then I put the. I put the uh, SD card in my laptop to copy oh, yeah, them. See, so, yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. But like, well, there you go. You're backing them. You're backing the stuff yeah, up that you want. Then, yeah, that way. Or getting yeah, it off. No, there. no, you know, yeah. cloud service or but whatever. Like, look at look yeah. at Diana. Uh, Michael, no, that's fine. Di- our our friend's girlfriend Diana. Mm-hmm. She her phone's full, and I guarantee you, it's not full of fucking spreadsheets or fucking wine tasting lists. It's full of photos of her fucking dog and her stupid friends. And our stupid friend's dick or something. It's like full of that kind of stuff, you know. So, you know, she's got 16 gigs, of, you know, space on her iPhone. It's all full, and there isn't no, there's no fucking flash drive slot on that iPhone. So she's not gonna back it up anywhere. Um, so her phone's basically ostensibly useless. And once it breaks for real, well, she could, she, she could very easily connect it to a computer and copy the photos off do of that, it. Though. Most people, the days of people like syncing their phone to iTunes, I think that went away with iPods. I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. I never hear about anybody saying that. Like I asked my coworker, my coworker, she dropped her phone in the lake and somehow she got it back and she let it dry off in rice or whatever. And the phone sort of worked, but she was worried about her pictures. So I got her to get Google photos and they backed all up. But uh, for the longest time, she was just like, I was like, well, why don't you back it up to, why don't you plug it into iTunes, just back stuff up that way. That's easy, cheap, ready to go away. She's like, we don't have a computer in our house. We only, our, our main computer is an iPad. I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and we've talked about her before. <laughs> I mean, but she's not alone. There's a lot of people like that who their main computer now is either a shitty laptop or their work laptop or their phone and a tablet. You know, and they don't have because they don't they don't play games. They have no reason to have a desktop. You know, they may or may not they might whatever laptop they have is some old laptop that they had from, you know, when they were in high school or college or something. And now they don't have anything. They never bothered to replace it because now they're working exclusively on their phone. I mean, my desktop hasn't been hooked up in like two months. You know, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm using obviously I'm using this Mac laptop, but all I'm using this Mac laptop for is recording podcasts with you guys and looking at the occasional Netflix thing. You know, otherwise I do, I can do almost everything in the world I need to do with my phone. Mm-hmm. Can't play Star no, Citizen. No, but I'm just waiting for Star Citizen, the next download to come up. You know, that's when I'll like be serious, seriously aggressive about setting my computer up. But right now I don't care, you know. Okay. All right. Have you guys listened to any books recently? For our, uh, for our Audible fans out there? Well, I was recently re-listening to a couple of books. Um, for some reason, I like doing that. Quit, <laughs> listening, quit living in the past. 
Although I did, I did listen to. So we were talking about it. I think on our last show, um, JL Bourne uh, was going to release a new book. So that finally came out. Um, that's Day by Day Armageddon. It's that series. So this is the kind of like the fourth book. Like three books had come out, and then this without that was probably like the last book. Probably came out like three or four years ago, and now this new one just came out like last week or the week before. Hey, you two um, made uh, made a new audiobook friend at Hope. That's yeah, right, we, we did. did. We did. I don't remember his name now, but Matt, um, if we even got it, from, oh yeah, uh, that's right. Cron.gg? Dusty. Oh no, that's okay. the other guy. That was, was Dusty. Chrono. Chrono. Yeah. Yeah. GG. Um, Our unofficial sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, Matt. Matt from Boston. Um. Yeah, he was telling us he reads all kinds of stuff. So on Audible, also, which is awesome. But uh, James, I don't, th- I don't think we've talked about it yet. Uh, Jail Born, the new Armageddon um, book. Yeah, I loved it, man. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. I think I need to listen to it again because I wasn't that wowed. Um, well, you know what? I think I, I sort of realized something when you kind of are you like really fallen in love with the Talbot uh, books, and I hate them. Um, I kind of realized that certain things grab certain people for certain reasons, and I don't know why. Because I should, by all rights, like the uh, what is the series called, Michael? Yeah, zombie I should Fallout. like the zombie Fallout books, but I just got tired of the writing for him and his family. Um, it just seemed whiny and boring to me. And you know, you loved it, and you've listened to like all thirty-five books or whatever. You know, probably like four <laughs> times each. Um, with me, this just seemed like a rehash each time. And I didn't like the last zombie, the last uh, Jailborn book. I just didn't like it at all. Um, but this one I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought it was really good. So maybe not for everybody, but to me it was reminiscent of his first book. Like I thought it was kind of a, a, kind of a go back to like starting fresh. Like he's taking some time off. Uh, because I don't think the last book was good. I don't think the, the – what did you think of the, the finale of the trilogy – yeah, eh. so I felt the same way. I thought it was, it was like okay. only it was okay. It seemed but, rushed you know. through and whatever, but this one I thought was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. So um, I, I mean, even if you know, I think you you liked it enough to to tell people to get it, right, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I would definitely say go get it. I mean, it's Jailborn is still a prolific uh, zombie writer, and if you're into military, mila military, military, militia, okay, whatever. If you're into things about the military. Military, yeah. If you're into that, and people with expertise <laughs> talking about things, then this is a good book for you. Um, I definitely advise anybody to get it. Uh, it's called yeah. Ghost Run. Uh, so, yeah, that one wasn't too bad. Um, like I said, I think I need to watch it or listen to it again. Um, maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. No, I might like, listen I to it know. again as well. So. Um, I uh, but I did uh, like I said I have been re-listening to some books recently, and so I re-listened to Assassin's Code by Jonathan Mayberry. That's a uh, that's an interesting one because it it takes place almost entirely in Iran. Um, normally the books are are well they're not always but they're usually uh, set in the United States. Or they at least start off that way. But this one's almost entirely in 
Iran. And uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, that's like kind of like a forbidden place to go almost. You know, it's almost like trying to yeah. go to Cuba or something. So, well, I mean, I guess you can go now. there if you really want to, but it's just... Um, but yeah, it's a good one. You know, it's in the Joe Ledger series of, uh, of books. So, I know we've talked about those before. Those are those are always a good a good read. Um, I also reread recently the um, the other one called oh, what's called the King of Plagues. So that one, a lot of it takes place in uh, in England, but um, it also takes place in the United States. So that one's a good that one's a good too. It's another Joe Ledger book. And that one has a, as a, I mean, a lot, I, I've noticed now a lot of his books are kind of based on like a twist, you know, like the, you know, there, there ends up being the big reveal yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. And so that one has a good reveal. The, the King of Plagues, you're like, holy See, shit. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it's it. It's funny so, to me but, that you say that because that's my least favorite thing about his books. Um, because to me now I know the process. I know I know what to expect. So it's now it's like almost boring. I, I I I listen to his books not for the reveal or the solving of the puzzle. I listen to it strictly for the fight sequences and the Joe Ledgerisms and him doing hardcore badass <laughs> shit. You know I don't listen to it for like what a twist because the twists just I know they're coming and it, he has a basic process like to his books. Which look I'm not knocking the Joe Ledger books. I think they're awesome. But if you've listened to them as many times as I have, and as many of them as I have, which Michael has also done the same, to me it just seems like a trite, overused kind of trope, which is like, we start off not knowing anything, and then a hectic pace ensues where we're just one step behind the enemy at every turn, then, bam, we get the fucking twist, and we're like, oh shit, we've got 15 minutes to figure this fucker out, you know, and that's basically the book, you know, that's basically every single book, and it's just tired, you know. Um, because we know special agents and CIA, CIA and agencies and FBI, like sometimes a case isn't like that. And they kind of allude to cases that aren't like that. It's like, oh, we went to break up this and we got ahead of them and everything worked out fine. You know, so I wish that they would like display more of that stuff and kind of sell it as like a regular place where people work and they just do good stuff, you know, and not this like hectic fucking mm-hmm. Uh, 24 type television show, which is what it is, which is what every book is, you know. Um, but the, the books are good; they're well written. The action scenes are fucking amazing. Like you can actually see in your mind Joe flip the blade backward in his hand and swing his arm around and jab the blade into the guy's throat and pull. Like you can see that shit in your brain uh, because he paints this vivid image. But I just don't like the his storytelling mode method is like kind of tired to me. James should be a literary critic. I'm unfortunately I listen to too many books. We were talking about this, Michael. Shallow yeah. and pedantic. We were talking about this, Michael, right? Um, <laughs> I have as many books as Leo Laporte. <laughs> he's had a, he's had an account for yeah. 15 years, and I've had the account since maybe like eight or something <laughs> or six, you know. I probably spend like two hundred dollars a month on extra credits. I'm like a crackhead. No, I mean you don't I spend. That I get much. like thirty five dollar. Like I've been listening to lately. So, 
I listened to Omega Force. Uh, and so I listened to one, two, three, four Omega Force, uh, no, four, three Omega Force books, um, this month. And then, uh, yeah, I listened to a few Omega Force books this month. And then I had Ghost Run. And then I had. I've, I've been a member since November 2009. Okay. And then I had Alice Resurrection, which I really love this book series, by the way. It's obviously written by a Mormon because the main character has like eight wives, but it's still fucking awesome. It's a great series where the character do very predictable <laughs> stuff and you know exactly what's going to happen. But I like that. You know, it's fun. Um, and I'll tell you another horrible book that it's called TFS Theseus, the Terran Fleet Saga. Uh, and I'm going to call this book TSF Snooze Fest. Uh, because it's the Terran sleep uh, fleet, and literally, you listen to this book if you want to take a, go to sleep. It's like literally, it's like a fat guy in a closet reading a manual. It's so bad. Uh, I listened to the first one, and I didn't. I don't remember why. I, I couldn't remember what I rated it, but I went. I saw it, and I said, "Oh, there's another Terran fleet series." So I downloaded it, and it's horrible. It's just really boring. And I've gotten three hours in, and I have six hours left, and it's just. I can't listen to any more of it. I'm probably going to bookmark it and then delete it for my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah, endorsement. Pretty much. Nice. I mean, it's, it's very technical if you like technical stuff, but it's very robotic and there's not a lot of emotion in it. And it's very boring. It's, you know, it just wasn't, it's not fun to read. You know, the Michael found the Omega force books shallow and pedantic, but, uh, <laughs> I thought, I mean, they're fun to read to me. It's like a fun book, and the characters are fun. I, I don't remember ever reading no, no, a you Omega Force to it book, James. In the car, I think. And you were like, ah, not, 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 not my thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like that other one you were reading uh, a couple weeks oh. ago or something. What was that? Two or three weeks ago. I think we talked about it already, but this those spaceship. Where it's like. You know, the guy gets picked up by a spaceship, like, kind of by oh, accident. Oh, that's Omega Force. Yeah, oh, oh, that's I thought Omega you Force. didn't like that one. Oh, okay, no, so I like it. Uh, Michael enjoyed it. Uh, five, five out of five stars. <laughs> Isn't that the, uh... That's the one with the... The non-human, who's the captain yeah, of the ship kind of thing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, that's a ten-book series, or eight-book series, and I'm... One, two, three, uh, four, five, six. Six books into that series now. I got two more to go. I can't wait. They're really good. Oh, okay. So that oh, yeah. one you like? I mean, I like it. It's it's fun. Not necessarily predictable, but it's a fun it's a fun series. Um, that it has its own rules to the galaxy, which I don't like, but it's fun to listen to. It's a fun book. It's just it's just fun. And the action moves pretty fast, so you don't have to, like, you're not sitting, hmm. like, he's not world building. He's not sitting around for, like, 30 minutes talking about fleet movements or something in the most boring way possible. You know, there, there's a way to talk about fleet <laughs> movements for 30 minutes and have it be interesting. I've listened to it before, but this is not that, you know, TFS Theseus is not that type of book. So. Hmm. Well, all right, then. Very good. Speaking of sci-fi, uh, Mike, you finally watched Ghostbusters. Which one? I've 
the the nineteen eighty four. Ah, okay. Very Part good. Part one. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, uh, James. So last night we were talking about how I've never seen that movie, so James decided I needed to see it. So we watched it last night. And uh, you hear that, folks? That's Peer right. pressure works. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, of course, you know, I've seen the second movie so many times. Then I was sitting there to James, like, James, this movie's just like the first, you know, just like the second one. Then I'm like, well, I guess it's really the other way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess both movies are very, are similar, you know? Um, this, I guess the second movie's really just a rehash, you know, the first one. Mm-hmm. Just a, you know, slightly different bad guy or whatever, but otherwise it's, it's very similar. So, but yeah, I'm glad I saw it. You know, it's worth seeing. It was good. Good. I'm happy for you. Have you seen it? I'm sure I have. Is that uh, Marshmallow Puff or y- yes. Vigo? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the second one is <laughs> Vigo. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that one. I don't know. I guess I've seen it so many times. I'm like, it's Vigo, you know? But No, yeah, and, and it's actually um, kind of funny. I, when I heard Mike talk about it, I was like, when he was like telling me later, he kind of giving me his point of view on it, I was like, that's really interesting because I kind of thought a lot of people, the common kind of thought is that the second one is not great, you know, compared to the first one. And for someone who's seen the second one tons of times and pulled a lot of his favorite parts out of it to watch the first one, he was like basically unimpressed with the first one. He's like, OK, this is good, but, you know, it's no better or worse than the first the second it. one, you know, which is the opposite viewpoint <laughs> of people who've seen the first one. And then the second one were like, man, the second one's garbage. Yo, shit in Vigo's mouth, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. So there was that, and then additionally last night we watched Hardcore Henry. So I don't know if everyone's familiar with that film. It's uh, basically filmed entirely in POV. So it's as if you're playing a first-person shooter kind of game, mm-hmm. and you're you're having like you're looking through someone else's eyes. That's how the movie is filmed. So you're the entire movie. You're just looking basically through one character's eyes the entire time. That's the, that's how the entire movie is filmed. Yes. Yeah, so we, we talked about it briefly uh, a couple months ago, I think, and, mm-hmm. you know, watch the trailer and it seems, you know, I don't want to say revolutionary, but like it did that had definitely not been done before. And it did right. seem really cool. You know, fight scenes from that POV mm-hmm. jumping over cars and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was pretty interesting. Um, I think James said a lot of the filming was done with like um, GoPros, GoPro yeah, all, cameras. All you know? It was a it was, mm-hmm. a it was a dual a dual GoPro, this custom made GoPro head mount thing that they made. Um, and they had this guy running, and the 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 movie took like God only knows how many years to make. I think it was three or four, but it might have been more than that. But you know, they were showing pieces of it, and this guy, Ela Shusher, Dusher, whatever. He was releasing other types of things showing the same guy who played Hardcore Henry, like having fight scenes and then jumping over girls and getting like it went around Facebook like wildfire about four years ago. And it was like people were like, yeah, oh, man, you know, but then like it kind of settled down and you didn't hear anything about it. So um, I thought the movie was cool. What's the plot? Uh, The plot 
It's uh, loosely interpreted. Uh, just have you seen that video uh, of the, the the dance where the guy has the rod on his dick and he's like he's like ah, ah, he's like going and the rod's like dong 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 hitting the gong. Have you seen that? Okay, no, of well it's a not. lot like that. Um, that's basically the plot. Um, <laughs> is it bad? No, but. Uh, I feel like, you know, and I thought about it, like, I kind of was, like, a big proponent of this thing when I first saw it, and now my, when I, let, I had my girlfriend and Michael watching it, and they were both like, I don't get it, what's happening here, you know? And if you kind of think about it, the plot is, the plot's not great, and there's a lot of holes, and it's all action, so you're on this action ride, and you're kind of, like, kind of stuck with that, but... Eh. Is it a proof-of-concept uh, movie? I don't even know if it's that. Or just like we did this because I we think could. It's more that, honestly. Evan, it has the guy from District Nine in it. I know he's one of my yeah, favorite if actors. You like, yeah, if you like, yeah, like him, Coffee. you should see the movie. Mm-hmm. Just go download it because okay. he's basically—I don't want to spoil it for you—but he plays like six or seven different characters, and it shows his acting range. He's like basically brilliant. I think he's a brilliant actor, honestly. Yeah. Um, the movie. Like, if they did another movie, another one of these, it has to have him in it in some way, shape, or form. Because he's he's more the star than Hardcore Henry is. Like, the movie's more about um, this other guy's character and what he's going through. Because he's the narrator. He's the NPC character that takes you through the game. Um, there's some really gamey sequences in it that feel like... He's a ga- like, he's explaining to you. He's like, he's like, oh, he stops at the top of the steps. He's like, he's like we can't see them, but we can hear them. He's like, maybe throw a grenade. He's like, laddie, throw a grenade down there. You know, the way he does it, it's like, uh, it's, it's like they wanted this to be a video game. Like they wanted, they wanted to be like, this was a video game made to movie. You know, but it's some cool fight sequences. So I could see like, maybe they would use this in like Jason Bourne eight, the Born Again, Born Inning. You know, <laughs> Jason Bourne, Born Again, Christian rules exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know that yeah. came out this weekend, right? I'd like right? to see that. It's yeah. good. But I, I could see them using the... Because has, they have some gritty-ass fight sequences there. So in conjunction with regular film work and this new kind of, like, first-person throw-up-in-your-seat film filming, um, I could see some really cool fight sequences and some really revolutionary stuff. But on its own, the way they filmed it uh, and the... This movie was extremely oh, violent, yeah. by the way. Like, extremely violent. And, I mean, I don't know what this movie, if it would even had a rating. I don't know if this is like the unrated version or something. But I'd be surprised if it was rated R. You know, and to me it would have to be like NC-17 just for the violence, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was very violent, yeah. you know? Like, you know, there's a scene in Kill Bill Volume 1 that it goes to black and white because it's so violent. You know, and then it comes back into color, and it's just because of the violence. That's why they did it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to get it with an R rating. So I was kind of surprised to see how much shit they were doing in this movie. But So is it just the color of blood that determines the rating? Because you could, can you basically shoot a snuff film in black and white and it gets R? I don't know. I guess it's just less disturbing if you've seen well, red I everywhere. I don't know. Like, oh, I mean, have you ever watched, like, Dragon Ball Z? Uh, the the American version. We probably none, none of you guys probably have. Nope. The live no, no, action no. movie. The American version of the show. So if you watch the American version of the oh, show, no. 
you'll see like these everyone has sweat stains all over them and it's actually blood so they've gone through and like cleared out all the blood stains which is really weird and like you'll see a character dying and he's like sweating profusely and you're like what the hell's going on like you know he's dying but he's sweating <laughs> and you're like huh you know <laughs> so i think it's just an american thing with blood i don't know maybe blood means like i don't know the devil's here i don't really know but um, this movie didn't have any qualms about that. I mean, it's just a bloodletting marathon. Well, like I said, maybe it was, you know, maybe this is an unrated version, or maybe maybe the MPAA has changed in 15 years or whenever probably Kill like, Bill Volume 1 came out. So. Mm-hmm. They probably shut down. They probably closed. Like, we, don't, we can't work anymore. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's definitely still there. <laughs> um, but the entire movie appeared, well, I won't say the whole thing was shot in Russia, but a lot of it was set in Russia. Um, apparently a lot of it was shot, or at least some of it was shot in the United States also, but that's what's said in the credits. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it was definitely in Russia. So this is interesting for whatever that's worth. There's a bunch of scenes that to me look like stock footage, um, of the main character's backstory, you know, when he's getting his, he's getting Mm -hmm. his, uh, memories back and that's clearly like California, you know what I mean? And and the Tim Roth sequence looks mm-hmm. like a American, like a, a, a L.A. back alley. So it's probably that, you know. It's probably the oh, yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, most of the movie seemed like it was, like, filmed in Russia to me. Um, but, I I mean, I li- the authenticity and stuff and the gritty feel, I like that. There's some clear, like, edits that you're like, eh, what's happening here? But it happens so fast and the action's moving so fast that you don't have time to really complain about it. You know, that was the second time I had watched the movie when I watched it with them. So to me, they were more glaring. Um, but I think if you watch the movie once, you'd be like, oh, OK, cool. You know, but yeah, the plot is the plot is very weak. I mean, obviously, the whole thing, the movie was the focal point was action and this weird camera angle that they're working with and not plot so much. You know, because they couldn't take they couldn't have, you know, a camera sequence when it was like just two guys sitting in a room talking, like giving exposition. They couldn't do that. Every scene was Henry fighting someone, and the exposition was only when the bad guy's monologuing, you know, which they couldn't do that like thirty-five hmm. times to give like give get give good plot. Hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. the The quote unquote main character yeah, did not talk. talk. You give good plot. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah. sounds very Russian. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. All right. Evan, I see here is uh, something going on with uh, NVIDIA. Yes. Well, moving on to some gaming news. This directly implies to James and myself. Um, NVIDIA has begun to move forward with the results of the class action lawsuit against them and their GTX 970 release. So since he and I both own one, uh, I don't know what sort of hoops or paperwork we have to jump through, but... If we want to, we're entitled to a $30 refund. And this stems from the issue that uh, the GTX 970 was released as a 4 gigabyte uh, video card, where in actuality it has 3.5 gigabytes of fast GDDR5 VRAM and half a gig of basically like SD RAM as an overflow. So yeah, total it has four gigs, but um, that extra half a gig of RAM is 
like one seventh or one eighth as fast and is basically just junk. So there was a, a class action lawsuit filed, I want to say back in 2015 sometime. Um, so NVIDIA is going to pay $1.3 million in legal fees and then pay out uh, $30 to GTX 970 owners who file for nice. that refund. And Evan, why do you think this was, or maybe the article talks about it, but why why do you think they went with three and a half gigs of one type and then 512 of this other type? Is it like to save money or is there a technical limitation? They just couldn't make it work or, um, or what's the deal? Yeah, I read a, an article a long time ago that broke down like the circuitry and they said that like this one connecting piece mm-hmm. um, in conjunction, like this, this one part fucked up the whole thing. Now there have been, you know, NVIDIA was like, oh, it was a miscommunication between the design team and the advertising team and all this. So, you know, just it, that doesn't really make any sense. Um but as for why it ever happened, who knows? I mean, you know, there was some miscommunication with uh, with NASA like a decade ago. You know, weren't some people working in <laughs> uh, uh, the metric system and some people were working in the uh, SI. And we're like, oh, shit, that was supposed to be a meter and not an inch. Fuck. And then something crashed yeah, on right. Mars. Yeah, I uh, actually wrote a uh, wrote a paper on that in English class. <laughs> yeah, so it happens. Um, but I think the 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 major the backlash from this was, you know, claim claims of false advertising. Even after it was exposed, you know, I don't, I don't think it was still being sold as a four gig card. Do you feel Do you feel gypped? Slightly, however, it's still a good card, and I don't do anything right now that even comes close to, you know, using up three and a half gigs of video memory. I actually built this computer and bought that card to play Star Citizen and I've not, I played it, uh, no, I've never played it on this system, so it's my own fault. I, I don't really <laughs> I mean, feel I can tell you, I, I have, uh, my, I mean, you I, I feel chipped? like $30 isn't enough. I mean, I, I well, they did a price breakdown, like how you know the uh, dollar amount per gig or half gig of RAM, and the thirty dollars is less than it's about seventy percent of what you know a theoretical uh, dollar value would be if you were paid, uh, you know, based on that half gig of RAM, it should be like forty three bucks. And what about your pain well, and suffering? I mean, I, that sounds really cheap. Yeah. Maybe Mike says it, but like, for, great, great example. Like, dude, I play Star legal Citizen, term. and dude, Star Citizen. I don't want to say it runs like shit, but it doesn't run great. It could run better, you know. Now, is a half gig of RAM why it doesn't run like that? No, it's probably because my computer's just bungled somehow. But um, at the same time, well, you do have an yeah, iPhone. That, that's also part of it. So, but at the same time, I'm just like, eh, you know, I kind of wish. Oh, he doesn't have a hexacore processor. <laughs> that's, that's, no, but I—I I mean, I, I wish that they would. Uh, I wish that they had, you know, kind of said, "Hey, here's a rebate for a new card, or you know, a big discount on a new card, or Pascal." I don't know. I maybe I'm just bullshit. Maybe thirty dollars just to be fine. But I can't go buy a card that has what I want for thirty dollars. That's my problem, you know. So right. I don't know. I, I wish. Uh, I realize now I need a new card anyway, and I probably need to upgrade to i7 to be truly happy in this world. So, 
Yeah, time to change yeah. platforms completely. How much? How much did that uh, computer? Or how, I'm sorry. How much did that video uh, card actually cost you guys? Yeah, like three twenty. I got mine for I think I want to say three twenty seven or something on on the clearance bin at Micro Center, but I had mine probably a little longer than Evan had his. Yeah, and that was honestly very soon yeah. after it was released. So I, I just got lucky mm. when I, wa- so, I walked through there and I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, buddy," you know. I got lucky. Hmm. Or yeah, were you lucky? Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> you got got, got him. <laughs> the- yeah, so exactly. And laughing all the way to the bank, fuckers, assholes. Yeah, yeah I want to wait, see what's happening to their stock, man. Because their stock, look, their stock's been just cruising up. Like they have not had a major drop since in five years. Um, even the most recent drop they had the other day was like a fifty cent drop, and then it went kept going up. So even with all this happening, people don't have a problem with their stock. I mean, when I bought them initially, they were forty seven dollars a share. Now they're fifty five dollars a share, and I sold. My stock like an asshat. Like Brexit was like Brexit. I sold it because of Brexit, and I never bought back in. Um, and Brexit after Brexit, it shot up through the roof. You know, so I'm an idiot. Yeah, I don't think their stock value will take much of a hit. Uh, maybe a minor hiccup, but they just re- you know a couple within the past couple months released the GTX 1080, 1070, 1060, which are all. Still, you know, top of the line cars yeah. and selling very well. Hmm. Yeah, Mike, you should get either a GTX 1060 or uh, if you want to go for AMD for whatever reason, you can get an RX 480 for uh, about two hundred dollars, and they they still perform much better than your current they might card. Might have to pretend to play Star Citizen as well. So. Yeah, I do. At least for me, that's right. For a little bit, <laughs> like, yeah. please pretend. I mean, I'm pretending already by having spent more than a hundred dollars yeah, on this game. So, <laughs> and uh, Mike, I, I say you and I, I start a class action lawsuit against James for for right. false encouragement. <laughs> we, we both put money into the game right. with no results. Although uh, the ship, Michael, that we bought is going to be out uh, probably by the end of the month, end of next, between now and the end of and the oh, yeah? middle of this month coming up in middle of August. Um, the oh, okay. the, the one that you bought in at uh, that one should be out, should be being mm-hmm. released. I don't know what ship you got, Mike. Evan. Oh no, I Evan, you got the, uh, what's it call it? Um, yeah, I should have a Mustang something yeah, and, and a, a, uh, a Kana or. A, Mako, Something else, yeah, I don't remember but what yeah, now. Yeah, so you'll, that other ship is going to be ready. It should be released. They've already showed footage of it flying and everything else. It's not the full model, but it's the first, the the base model. And then later on, you know, I think you bought the base model. I bought the the uh, the attacker, the aggressor model. So, um, uh, <laughs> okay. but yeah, so, yeah, I've spent a lot of money on Star Citizen like a fool. So, this is what it is. Um. That's okay. You can yeah, bounce yeah. back. Um, that's it's never right. too late, that's James. Right. Give your oh, give your heart to Jesus. Jesus will um, <laughs> give your heart to Jason right. Bourne. Just rip it out of your chest and no. Um, <laughs> Just put it on the table and let him beat it with a rolled up magazine. 
<laughs> yeah, I was watching one of his movies the other day. I noticed that he always has a thing, a thing like that. So I was watching another movie, and he was he was beating some dude with yeah. a book, <laughs> with a hardcover book. I was like, so ah, here we go. I was talking to, and we're off target again. Um, but I was talking to my co- one of my coworkers, who's super knowledgeable about all this kind of stuff, and he's like, yeah, Jason Bourne's his favorite type of thriller spy thing because Jason Bourne, like they use real tradecraft in the Jason Bourne books. Uh, and honestly, I don't know how this guy knows. He probably knows people who know, and he pro- or he may have been worked for a company or the company or somebody like that. You or know, he may. Company. I don't know. Yeah. I, he may have. I have no idea. I don't think so, but I really don't know. But he knows a lot about it, and he's telling telling me. I was like, yeah, the newspaper scene. He's like, yeah, that's something they teach you. Is when in doubt, you know, you roll up a newspaper because this becomes hard as it's hard as a stick and more durable. Um, and then he was telling me about the last, the l- most recent movie when they're fighting in the apartment, like in the desert place somewhere. He's like, yeah, he's using Salat or Silat or whatever um, is his fighting technique. And he's like, yeah, every time, every movie, there's a different fighting technique that they're putting on display. Um, and the Silat, hmm. I think it's Thailand or something. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, so he knows all this crazy, like Jason Moore knows all this crazy stuff. I guess what they're trying to tell you. But the, the, the stuff they put in is so subtle that if you didn't know, you wouldn't know, you know, which I like actually well you know they're all i mean maybe not the most recent movie i don't know but all the this all based on um yeah 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 books you know it's uh written by robert ludlum there's only three books the last one's born ultimatum and that was it unless unless he made new ones since then um yeah i don't know i thought there was only three born born it looks like yeah. there's the Born Identity, the Born Supremacy, yeah. the Born Ultimatum, and the Born Potatiodium. But here's one I just saw here: the Born oh, Enigma. I hope that's not a movie book. I hope that's a real book. It probably is, but it's um yeah. See, this one's uh, not by Robert Ludlum. I think Robert Ludlum's dead. So this one's by Eric Van Ooh, Lustbader. Lustbader. Why does that sound familiar? Because less than baiting all fit into your life. Mm-hmm. That that just that name sounds familiar for some reason. Sure, I don't look know. Look it why. up on Amazon. The Pearl Saga, the Sunset Warrior Cycle, the China Maroc series, the Jack McClure slash Ali Carson series. Maybe it, it must be just because I of Troy McClure. <laughs> it says the continuation of the Born series. Yeah, so I guess he's writing no, them after. Rights to it. I hope it's not a movie book. I hope it's something like something new and original. Wow, there's ten books he's written. For Born. Nice. Yeah. The Born Legacy, The Born Betrayal, Sanction, Deception, Objective, Dominion, Imperative, Retribution, oh, Ascendancy, and Enigma. So how many different Borns do you think they're going to be? Is it going to be like James Bond? There's like six or seven no. different Bonds over no. you know thirty years. I don't know. I was going to say maybe we, maybe these are books we need to listen are to on Audible. On Audible? Games. I've never seen any Bourne books on Audible. Uh, I never. I looked. never looked either. Honestly. Let's see. I just typed Robert Ludlum, the Icarus Agenda. Let's see. I like Mitch Rapp. So there are there are some born books, but I don't know if they're 
Yeah, yeah there's some here. Okay. But I don't know if they're the, just the new ones or what. Well, we'll have to look at that. But Yeah, report back. Yeah, definitely. All right. Show. What's next? Nintendo. Nintendo, Pokemon. Pokemon, yay. Is that me? All right. This, nope. Speaking so, of missed investment yeah, opportunities. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what this article is about. So Poke, since Pokemon Go was released, which they the article even points out it's technically not even a Nintendo property. Um, but I guess you know I'm not, I'm not really sure what Nintendo's relationship with Pokemon is, you know, because they didn't really really make it, but they kind of made it. I don't know. But anyway, um, since it was released, since Pokemon Go came out, Nintendo's value has doubled. Yeah. Like their stock price is just. Yeah. All the way up. Now, apparently, though, they're on the stock exchange yeah. in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it, we can't buy it on Robinhood, <laughs> right? Unfortunately. Um, but I guess there are ways to buy this if you yeah, just Scott use a normal... Trade, trade, really. yeah. Scott Trade or whatever, right? Yeah, something. So that's interesting. Um, also, I was reading in the article, and it said that since the game was released, or it's funny, the game hasn't even been released in, in uh, Japan yet, but Mac- the McDonald's stock price in Japan has gone up like some crazy amount because they started offering like Pokemon Happy Meals or something. Well, all the, it, it has <laughs> like, released in Japan uh, like as of last week. But well, now it has, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, also, the Pokemon, all the McDonald's locations are Pokemon gyms. Um, somebody was telling me that. Mm-hmm. I don't know which Jesus. one who was telling me that. Um but yeah, all the Pokemon, all the McDonald's locations are Pokemon gyms. So basically, people are going to come in there, sit in there, and fucking play Pokemon all day to, to hold their gym. And they're going to just, McDonald's going to make money hand over fist. Like, it's just going to be a crazy amount of money. Like, this is, McDonald's has wisely and intelligently leveraged this game in the right way that, that real world people who don't understand it should be leveraging it. Um,. I was kind of shocked when I went places and they didn't have a gym. And I think you can pay. You can pay to have a Pokestop put in front of your store for like a dollar a day or something like that. And you can pay to have a lure always running for like a dollar a day. I mean, I don't know what the fee is, but there's some kind of fee associated with it. But if you have a Hmm. store or a shop, you can pay to have that done. And I'm sure the same thing goes for the gyms. You know, Um, if you're a big business, you can pay to have a Pokemon gym put in your place and, you know, people will, will fight. They will stay near your restaurant or place to defend that gym. You know? Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So this whole Pokemon thing it's is out of control. But all, all over your face. Good, good for them. <laughs> is there any way we can get on the, the next trend? Were there any games like Pokemon? Like, is there any Zelda thing that this could that could come of this you know i don't know i mean i, I guess somebody could write a game i mean look p- people are going to be people are doing it now i guarantee you so we, we just have to look into what all the big game developers are doing people like zynga and king software house if they still exist the people who made um that stupid game that other co-workers love to play uh i don't Is think zynga so, still a thing um well what else well, they make, like, you know, Soda Saga yeah. and Pet Rescue Saga and whatever. 
candy. Oh man, a, a yeah, Candy Crush that. game like this that could be big. But I mean, adults who are playing Pokemon Go now probably had Pokemon yeah. cards and watched Pokemon when they yeah. were in you know middle school or high school. So just I guess we just have to watch out for the next nostalgia trend that'll get a shit ton of people. Uh, we'll yeah, get their I mean, attention. I can see like a Magic the Gathering version of this. That'd be fucking massive. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be huge in a way because Pokemon Go brought in people like I'm I'm post Pokemon like I I wasn't watching cartoons when Pokemon was a thing. You know I know the few the few of the catchy trends with it like the the song and Team Rocket and I you know I thought Team Rocket was cool or whatever because I loved bad guys but otherwise I didn't know anything about it so I was post Pokemon. And I'm playing the game because my coworkers are playing it, and they're like hyping it up. It's so cool. We got to do this. Oh, whatever. Like we, they took me to lunch on Friday, and we we're just in there. There's a gym in the, uh, not a gym, a Pokestop right there. And so we're putting, we're doing the Pokestop. We're trying to get the, uh, we're, we're, we set up a lure and stuff, and we're just sitting there eating lunch and catching all these dumb Pokemon. You know, it's just, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but. You have grown-ass people who are like, you'd never expect to be playing this game or playing it because it has a competitive angle they just love. So I can see some card games or stuff like that kind of kicking off. Yeah, I never was into Pokemon. I made my choice, and I chose Digimon. You chose the Korean knockoff, my man. (laughs) It was far superior. No, I'm just kidding. That's so racist. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it could be a Digimon version, and that would be huge too. I mean, you know, it's just it's just a matter. I'm sure someone's working on. It. I guarantee you someone's working on it. And then what if there was a crossover so oh, they could battle God. each other? Never that happened, would be, be awesome. huge. Hopefully, they'll have it. They'll figure yeah. out. They'll figure out the way to to do real time battles. But that's probably a ways off, you know. But if they add in like some of the features they've been promising, which is like trading and stuff like that, then that would change some things. I think for a lot of people. Um. I think there's a lot of people who want to switch teams because they didn't know they couldn't yeah. switch teams so they, at, they, at they first. They joined a team randomly and now they're stuck. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I joined the teams with all my coworkers in my old job, and now I'm sure you know. Who knows? You know, I won't be. No, none of my friends play it, but you know, a couple of people I know, uh, Bruno, Michael, he's on he's on the yellow team or the mm-hmm. red team, and I'm on the blue team. So, you know. Hmm. Very interesting. Let me, let me jump to my thing, my, my Pokemon thing real quick while we're sitting here doing this talk okay. about Pokemon, um, and then I'll be done with it. So basically there's a cheat, not a cheat, but there's a Pokemon tracking site called Pokevision. I just discovered it about a, two weeks ago, and I never used it because I'm an idiot. I used it a couple times in my neighborhood, but basically what Pokevision does is you open it up and it shows you all the Pokemon in your area using your GPS. And it shows you all the shitty ones, all the exotic ones, shows you everything. And it turns out that in every area, there's a lot of really cool exotic Pokemon that are just around, but they're just like, you know, a mile away from you or whatever. Like you got to walk to them, you know, or a kilometer or something like that. Like you got to walk to them, but they're around. And so people were like getting all the Pokemon, like catching them all by doing that, you know, they're by, by, by using Pokevision. And so now they've cracked down on it. It doesn't, it doesn't, they shut down the site now. I, I guess it was inevitable because it became more and more popular. Um, but it was a really cool site. I guess it used uh, a quirk in the API to work. I don't really understand how they were able to do it, but it did work. Um, 
it's gone now, so I don't know how people are going to catch it all. That might honestly be the thing that takes all the casual, the filthy casuals out of Pokemon Go, you know? Because unless now it's going to become a game of like, oh, you don't walk around all day? Well, fuck it, I'm not going to play it, you know what I mean? And I think Evan or Michael, mm-hmm. one of you guys said Perhaps. that last week, or not last week, but the, a few weeks ago about that, we were talking about it, and you were like, yeah, this is a great game if you are like some guy who rides the metro everywhere, and you know, walks, you know, to work and home mm-hmm. and everything else, like, it's great for you. I believe the person who said that was oh, okay. you, well, James. Um, wise beyond my years. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. So, in uh, in keeping with our, uh, we're on the uh, game theory here, uh, I just logged into Steam for the first time in many weeks, and... There's an open beta uh, right now. Play for free. Ghost in the Shell First Assault. Standalone yeah. Complex. So yeah. whatever that's about it's, it's a first might be interesting. Right? I have no idea. Um, I'm just looking at the thing here. And then another one that's very apropos. Hardcore Henry. There you go. Now available. Mm-hmm. Only five ninety nine. Um, you know, pretty much obvious that the game was written. The thing was written to be a game. They would just take the fucking audio tracks and lay them over a game, and you're done. Like you have everything done already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty so much. So that's pretty impressive uh, joint marketing. Yeah, but it's a day late and a dollar short. If that the movie came out, yeah. came and went like in a you know in, in a weekend, and now not in theaters anymore. So. They didn't take advantage of their, like, first out advantage, like, with the whole Facebook marketing and everything else. Like, they just didn't take advantage of it. And, I don't know, super gory, and I think the plot just, you know. Awesome movie, but it's just a really long fight video. <coughs> mm-hmm. Very true. All right, so... Uh, one thing I'll just mention really quickly. Uh, I was looking at Hacker News. So there's a website, thehackernews.com. We've talked about it before. They posted an article. Uh, it's, it's titled Best Password Manager. So they talk, basically they give the rundown of all the password managers. Like we were talking about uh, probably two or three, maybe four episodes ago. Um, you know, so they talk about LastPass, Dashlane, uh you know, iCloud keychain thing, you know, all these different ones. So they talk about them all and how they work and everything. And so it's pretty good. And they recommend, you know, they say, oh, or if, well, if you're using OS 10, use this. If you're using Windows, use that. Although most, if not all of them, are are, um, are cross-platform, you know. And they even talk about one that's called, uh, that's recommended by Edward Snowden. It's called Encryptor. By uh, Spider Oak. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure Spider Oak, that's an online backup uh, provider, kind of like Carbonite. Um, but it looks like they, they also make this uh, encryptor password manager. So this article, article might be, you know, just a, uh, worth a look. I put the link in the show notes. So anyone who wants to take a look at it and just see what the different password managers are out there, see what the pros, cons, all that. They have mm-hmm. kind of a nice breakdown of all of them. So, something to check out. Very cool. Yep. That's all I got. All right. 
Anything else, uh, James, you want to talk about before we no, wrap man, this I'm up? No, man, That's all I had was the Pokemon stuff. <laughs> you seem upset. <laughs> like, oh, well, I had Pokemon. Let me throw this pillow. <laughs> a rumpf. No, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm all good. I'm all good. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, we'll just end it there. Uh, once again, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, you can get in contact with us on Facebook, mailing... Uh, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com check out our website iopanelpodcast.com or iopanel.tech t-e-c-h we are on itunes twitter facebook do we have instagram no. not there's no reason for that no, no, no. there's no reason for what that probably not gonna be a, um, a gallery of various hardware how do how does someone find our our facebook um, page uh they the type URL? in io I I forward slash O space panel, I guess, in the search bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Um, our Friendster profile will be coming soon. Yes. Um, and our Gadu yeah, uh, profile. Yes. Well, and our iTalkie. profile just says, I love Putin. Putin's good. Yeah. <laughs> Go Gazprom. <laughs> we we yeah. need the Russian perspective. Uh, so we'll call it quits. Again, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, bro. Peace out, homies. <laughs>